Welcome back once again to WTF and Vanadil with Spicy Ryan and... The Fox Danger. And it's been a very blasé week, Fox, so I have no exciting sort of... Well, you said it was blasé. <laughs> I just I disagreed, but it's been... I don't have anything interesting to say this week. No hetero life partner or anything else interesting. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah, you, it's almost like you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's just been really low-key. Low like, it's... I don't know. It's been, it's been really strange. Like we just kind of do what we do on game, but we haven't really seen a whole lot else going on aside from it. Um, you know, I don't have anything particular to report back. Um, how have you been doing though? Oh, you know, lots of stuff going on, obviously, you know, so I have to stop saying, you know, cause every time this starts, we have a whole conversation. I don't say, you know, and then as soon as this starts, I start saying, you know, what I, open up the floodgate. Yeah. I, I, what is that? Uh, it's a it's a tick. Um, I use the word right, and I use the word um because a lot of people use the word um. Well, um but, is a, uh, a thing to hold your place while you think or try to get the words organized in your head without having it ready to fire. It's true. It's true. Um, it's one thing that I used to like focus on when I would like teach people how to talk to people because that's what I used to do. I've said that a few times on the show, and there was actually a time when. Um, one of the, uh, the big corporate guys came down to our uh, site location and wanted to have a, uh, a chat with like all the training classes and stuff and like, you know, talk about the business basically. And uh, he had the worst tick um, when it came to, you know, substitute words. Uh, he actually had a phrase. It was, uh, are you with me? Oh, and he would say, are you with me multiple times in a sentence? Sometimes uh, we actually um, because it was always on like a conference call. We always used to go up on the whiteboard and we used to just make a tick every time he said it. It's called a tally and, mark. Yeah, a tally mark, exactly. And most of the time, like the class wouldn't understand until we explained it at the very end. And uh, I remember uh, one of them caught on once and they just started laughing and I had to, I had to tell them to step out. So did you give them the business? Oh, yeah, man. I, I think the, uh, the worst one was in an hour-long phone call. Uh, he hit like 327 Are You With Me's. How is that possible? It barely it's it's barely a conversation at that point, does or even he, just a speech. Does he say it three times in a row and then has normal sentences, then says it four times in a row? How do you say that many? Yeah, it, it's it's almost like a stutter. Um, but I, I, I'm sure that that some people will know what I'm talking about too. Who are listening? Well, when they, I'm having a normal conversation, I usually don't say you know unless it's broken down or become awkward or I, I guess it's a I'm recognizing it's not established communication and I'm trying to keep it going or something. So maybe, maybe that's my, my insecurity only comes out when I say, you know, <laughs> so look, look, we're learning about ourselves, Fox. This is good. That's like, right. We're going to learn about Ninja today, but I guess you wanted to ask me how I'm doing first. So yeah. instead of saying, um, uh, <laughs> we get on instead. I got it. Yes. Okay. So a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. The wedding's still going on. Carrot and I went and got our, uh, marriage license because if you're not, familiar with the processes or you're not in this country i don't know if it's different in other places i'm sure if you go to another country there's a lot more paperwork involved but you know we need to get a license before you can then get someone to then wave their magic wand over you and say you are now legally joined oh boy so we went and did that and that's good she picked it up because uh she's responsible but then there's only a couple people coming uh, okay. you need the person to do it you need someone to watch it i suppose uh she and i need to be there and uh, i had to invite someone that i used to work with to come hold up the phone or whatever because 
her parents aren't going to be there, and it's a big. They're very upset. So as as you <laughs> as you do as you would be, uh, you'd be upset if your your only kid is getting married and you can't be there because you wanted to get the one shot vaccine when it wasn't available, so you didn't get the one when you could have got it. Anyway, people make choices. So they can't. I like come. how you specified that she had to be there too, because <laughs> that was that was pretty great. I could just get a sock puppet and then you know walk up with myself and yeah, she's she's cool that she just couldn't make it today. It's a stand-in. It's a stand-in. Yeah, man. Otherwise, I had a crazy. Well, you know, besides that, she she said today it's you know I don't know how people do this with a big venue and everything. It's uh so stressful. We don't even have anyone there. You got to worry about because now she's gone from. She's. I said I'm just going to wear a t-shirt, the only pair of jeans I own, because I don't have many clothes. It's not an important thing to me. Um, as you do. No pants right now, Fox. What do I need more than one pair of jeans for? Yeah, exactly. That's the way I see things. So I, I'm planning out some things, because now there are a couple people there. So I have to... I go into my host mode, where I'm a, a very servile person, where I'm thinking about making some uh, bretzel uh, and bake brie with with pecans and you know i i do some fancy group stuff if i need to not as fancy as you mr barbecue chicken uh in the ice bath <laughs> useless extra steps that seem fancy yeah man oh that's an important step you can't do it without that actually yeah the ice bath itself was actually pretty important but the rest of it i the rest of the shit i threw in there probably not no. next thing you know you killed everyone with salmonella four hours sitting out just on the counter half kicked half cooked Gross. last party they ever attended so did you see in What the Food the other day? I made those nice, uh, actually I didn't post it, but I just said I had it. I made some fennel beets with carrots and stuff and roasted them. Yeah, I can't even comprehend what that meal is. Like, I, obviously I know what a beet is, and obviously I've used fennel in something, because I have the spice, or not the spice, but I have the, uh, the a jar of it. Um, but I, I would just, it would just never occur to me to ever make that. I like beets a lot. And I typically don't have a large quantity it wants to consume, but we were having the last of that vegetable box thing that Carrot had ordered because the beets were still hanging around, which is cool. I like the beets, and I'm like, oh, let's roast some carrots, let's do this, let's do that, just to make it a quick dinner that night. And I'm going to throw some fennel over it, very good, aromatic, delicious. And the next day I woke up, and I was tired because I was up late and didn't get enough sleep, as per usual, as you do. And (laughs) I looked down, and I've taken, you know, the morning leak, and I'm like... Is that blood everywhere in my urine? Uh, and I had to, oh, yeah. it didn't occur to me that it was the beet and the protein because, you know, you, you wouldn't know if you don't eat beets regularly. So at first I'm like, oh, shit, should I go to the doctor? And I decided, nah. And I decided, so what if I'm going to die? Do I have cancer or something? What if I'm, shout out to Pro the Scar here. I put myself immediately in his shoes because he's going through that kind of uh, cancer situation. And I think I've given him a shout out before for it. And I think to myself, Am I going to die? Is this fine? And I, I, I legitimately told myself, I go, yeah, I, I could die. This is fine. I, I've done enough. <laughs> I could just die. We'll just let it take its course. I decided in the course of a minute before I then realized, oh, wait, I had beats. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, I'm more than certain that I would have probably seen, uh, went out and uh, sought a professional for that one. Uh, well, I guess that's the difference between you and I. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, is, I actually don't even go to the doctor very often. Uh, I never do. In fact, rarely. Uh, like, I, I can count on on less than one hand how many times I've been there in like the last six years. Like if it was, so. if it was some like suspected testicular cancer, it's like, okay, I'll lose a nut. I'll live. It's fine. But if it's something where it's going to be 
you know, intensive chemo. And I'm like, yeah, let's just, let's, let's skip that. Let's just go right to the end. I'll go take a trip to the Maldives or something for the first time, walk around, say I was there for a day, go somewhere more important that's not pretentious and, you know, have a better time. That kind of stuff. Wrap it up. Be done. You do you, man. On a similarly morbid note, um, we have been uh, trying to tackle some um, uh, some more uh, of our Odyssey climb lately. Yes. And for whatever reason, and I, I'm bringing this up right now because it always comes off like I know a lot, or like I'm <laughs> some kind of like master strategist that can that can like force his way through like basically every situation in this game. Well, and I'm not too proud to admit that for whatever reason, V10 Ongo is just the actual devil. Well. You just are more reserved than myself. I'm not afraid to look like an idiot or an asshole or whatever I look like to anyone else. I I don't worry yeah. about the whole image thing. You're a little more conscious of not presenting yourself like a total fool. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So with that, um, people assume you know things. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean I do, right? But when it comes to this this particular fight, like I have gone through like all the strategies. Uh, We've, we've mirrored exactly how other people do it. Um, I've even gone down to like statistically like what's going on with my black mage, see if that's the problem. And I don't even think that that's the case. And for whatever reason, this thing is just the actual devil. So I've devised some uh, some other strats that we may be able to use to uh, make it work. Uh, we're going to try some uh, red mage end spell method. Uh, what long with magic bursting to complement the damage to round us out to give us enough? <laughs> yeah. Because it was just red mage melee, it wouldn't probably happen. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, I guess if people are listening, you know, let us know. Um, but uh, well, generally, like damage itself isn't a problem because, like, I'll open those. I'll open the fight with like mid forty k magic burst, you know, and I'll have pretty consistent damage the whole time. It just doesn't seem like there's enough of it there. Doesn't it drop so, off though at the start? Uh, it 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 really tends to, yeah. Um, like hitting about thirty k's uh, during the actual window, the damage taken window being open. Um, that is pretty normal, like like twenty five to thirty k's. Um, occasionally, I'll shoot back up to forty k, like it rakes on uh, during that same window. But man, the uh, the damage, I I, th- I think it may just be that we're just mismanaging the, how the windows work in the procs. I think but... we are, and I think also perhaps once his window first opens, or maybe if his HP drops a little bit, the damage taken mechanic changes from before it opens up with the fetters or procs at all. So that's probably also changing the the whole game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just seems it just seems strange to me. I, I'm not used to you know failing content like that, and uh, yeah, it comes a point where even I got to bring it up sometimes because nobody's perfect, you know. So <laughs> just kind of throw it out there that yeah, you know, that's a struggle that uh, you have in game sometimes. I, I like that we absolutely destroy embos though. Yes, like that, that used to be everyone's boogeyman, and like we're, we're throwing a ragtag team of jobs at it and just not even caring. As long as your white mage is on point and you have two pet jobs there, I think. A warrior with Savage Blade. Anyone just spamming Savage Blade can kill that because I that was actually some of the most fun I've had in a fight recently was doing that V10 with you. I'm hoping I'm I want to see the v, v15 now and, and see how my blue does there because I was just destroying that with my subtle blow DT build and everything. Yeah, provided Uproot doesn't one shot us um, or like a single member of the party or something like that on uh, V15, which it shouldn't. Uh, I think that it's going to be very similar to V10 and V5, honestly. That's great, because that's one of the few times I felt that blue was actually one of the absolute best tools for the job, other than it's just a good tool for the job. Yeah, I mean, outside of me stealing the kill, uh, you did all the damage in that one fight, so. Well, I would, because I was the only one hitting it. Yeah. It's the first time yeah, I needed so... to make a DT subtle blow build as well. 
Yeah, yeah, and it looks like it definitely paid out. Uh, yeah, so it's it goes back to what I say about DPS and that sometimes less is more. Um, I've tried to teach that lesson in a lot of fights in this game, and in fights where you can get like a real heavy burden of uh, a real heavy burden on a particular job that's there, like your white mage, uh, you want to make sure that they can focus on what they need to take care of as much as possible, and it. In those are the situations where you want to limit TP feed. Um, if there's just like a lot of awful garbage, the mob is going to spew on you. Um, and just having one DD and you know you're going to meet the time requirement, like based on the pacing, just let that one DD and subtle blow deal with what it needs to deal with. And you'd be surprised what you can, you can like squeeze out of your party, basically. And I had to join the Nagelman Club as well to do this because I did not have it. I mean, I didn't have to. It was just a better choice than throwing out Sequence Savage Blade. I agree. Which, not a bad choice. I could have still done it. I just, in terms of farming runs and everything now, because I don't have time to get AM3 up with um, Tazona like I usually do. So there's a unique in, uh, set of situations now where I've needed to have Nagling for our farms and other stuff like that. And I'm sure I could use it on Dragoon now, even though I'm not adding a Savage Blade set to the guide. <laughs> have I said that yeah. in the podcast before yet, Fox? Because I'm pretty sure I've said it. I think we just talked about it either before or after show. I don't know if you've actually said it on a podcast. Because I'm getting, people are bothering Karen. Well, not bothering. They're in her link show. So I guess that's already a bother. But they're asking her about it. And people, you know, could you ask spicy? It's like, no, I'm not doing it. You should know you what know? set that is without me making it. Yeah, do you know how to gear for Sonic Thrust? Do you know how to equip a sword? <laughs> there you go. You've done it. Look, I've and made congratulations. it. Congratulations. We could say it here and everyone could listen to it. And then anyone who wasn't there is going to go, hey, what are we doing? No, it's the Sonic Thrust set. Same exact set. Yeah. Speaking of today's episode being about ninja, um, one of the strats that I know Carrots Group does is they do the um, the limited TP feed on Embos yeah. and use a ninja to kill it. I think I actually told her to so, set up ninja doing that. That's just, that's actually a really smart strat. Like for a lot of groups where you can't, where they can't like handle it, or they don't have like a beast master there or, or something like that. That's that's going to be able to. They don't have like the two pet jobs, right? Uh, they, have a, they have a flexible. summoner doing mewing, uh, yeah. and then just a ninja with inhibit TP and shit just going to town. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, let's say you can't split it, you know, the eight ways to make it super safe. You can only split it the seven ways, and sometimes it's still That's going to be weird. the easier way, I think, for most groups. Yeah, and it's a perfectly reasonable way for groups to handle it, is kind of what I'm getting at. Just, um, it, it's, it's, your, it's your safe course of action. Like, you're, you're, you're really controlling the fight to the best of your ability. I'm sure it's a little bit cheesy, and it's a strat that, you know, you can apply to other mobs like Aranus traditionally, um, but uh, at the end of the day, or, or even the, the Sealed Fate fight um, is, is often killed that way too. In, in fact, it's most successfully killed that way. But um, it's a strat that comes up, and it, honestly, if groups can take advantage of it, it's it's a really good application for, for that job in particular, just because of how well it limits. I appreciate that newer content like Mabos or... Everyone says Embos, but obviously it's something's. It's a weird name. Neither the M is some weird sound or something. So Mabos, Mabose. I, I would rather have people know what I'm talking about and pronounce it incorrectly than pronounce it incorrectly and people go, "What the hell's he doing?" Well, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna do. I was gonna say I'd like se adding these things that you can't just walk in and steamroll and that actual things. I see. I don't like the whole um, mewing lullaby constantly with a ninja to not make a TP at all. I know it's valid. It's not. I just don't like that, but I do like the <laughs> idea of reducing TP moves with Subtle Blow a lot and actually still dealing with TP moves instead of never encountering a, a move at all in fights and just still dealing with them, but at a reduced rate as I think that's supposed to be. 
And I think that's very cool to have to actually make it viable and, and reasonable where people would be like, okay, my life's a lot easier and my success is pretty much guaranteed if I just change up a couple pieces, do less damage and feed less TP, but still kick its ass. Yeah, I think when we do the V15 fight, um, I'll have our summoner uh, idle with Siren out. Oh yeah, that, that would be... Enhancer set that much more. I, I didn't even think about that. I should have thought about that because we've talked about it before. I just... Yeah. I Our summoner needs some summoner training because I think about these things, but I never ask anything of them besides maybe, can you have this buff back on or something? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we can't free up myself or, or Hayden to play summoner. So like it's it's kind of one of those things where we can expect what a summoner is supposed to do out of the person, but we don't we don't have like a basis for any kind of expectation that we've already set, you know? So while they do a lot of things correctly, um, there's just still other opportunities that you just can't get without experience or like learning from seeing someone actually play summoner the way that we're trying to get you to play it. Because most summoners in this game just know how to, you know, astral conduit and astral flow and then mash subscribe until they win. Um, that's that's not like that's not the way we really use summoner ever in this group, actually. It's it's a it's a really it's a really nice buff job and I'm very uh, happy to have Summoner. For sure, for sure. I think it's very underutilized. Maybe we'll get a Summoner episode. I wouldn't be opposed to doing another job episode soon or next, depending on... We need to find some people to come on for this now because I haven't been reaching out or doing things appropriately. <laughs> like I said, last week I said that I was going to get the uh, audio done. And then as I was editing the audio for the episode that's launching when we're done with this one tonight, uh, in this wacky world, you'll hear this in a week later, um, I was working on that and then I started working on doing the audio and it was one in the morning and I, I was setting things up and I'm just like, I don't got time to figure more of this out. I'm just going to, we'll get it done next podcast. <laughs> so this is the same audio as always this week, since I did promise that last week. I'm sure it'll work itself out. I started working on it. It's not like I didn't at least, you know, make an attempt and do research and start setting things up and testing with things, but I was unfamiliar enough with what I was setting up that I didn't want to have something go wrong. Now you just got other shit to do, man. Honestly, I wouldn't want to break stuff right before the podcast anyway. Yeah. So I can I can I can agree with what you're with what you're talking about. I should have set more time aside for it. Yeah, maybe. I guess yeah, I guess you learn. I don't know. Oh. So So email. Yeah. Or actually yeah, man, let's uh we have one small segment we can do because remember that Dynamus run? Oh yeah. That the Dynamus run that that uh I actually just like came into the tail end of on uh Ooh, on Abject was there. Yeah, he was there, and and honestly, I'm surprised he didn't see that it was sketchy and try to get hold of me. But you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, I was setting it up. I didn't. I said in link. Spoilers. It's sketchy. I needed to get the plus three. So hold on. The Abenteuer von Spicy und Reisen. We're doing the. It's back. It's back. Back on pup, baby. I needed the plus three uh, clear from Juno. So that means shout for a while to put a group together of dancers and random jobs joining and you know can i come on monk can i come on this job you don't need sure sure everyone come on the bus so we're already setting ourselves up for failure here there's no core there's oh, a white mage joined they were probably the highlight of the event if they had cared outside of the party but then again the tank that i didn't bother checking because i should have which was a rune in like plus one ambuscade gear some plus two in there and yeah, they they kind of got folded like a house of cards. So after struggling and wiping and dying to get through, I was trying to nuke the statues on Pup, but we just basically had to melee the statues because that's great. Uh, that's gross. Oh, yeah. I went and made some nuking hands right before this. And you know, I, I needed to get the... I go, okay, I want these legs so I can nuke harder and have some fast cast in there. 
And so did you have like a geo at all? Did you have a bard? Um, abject went geo, and there was a bard. So oh. okay, so it wasn't well, I mean, the worst. At least thing. he had some buffs. So the rune got yeah, no, no quarters is kind of awkward. The rune got folded in half. So the the thing was, I go okay, I'll just overdrive and one hour on the puppet, do the heady artifice and all that, and I'll just spam some good magic bursts and this and that. So I tell the the dancer to go up there with the rune only and everyone to stand back. Less is more, and. Yeah. Do, you know, evisceration, rudras, rudras, just so I can magic burst constantly with Blizzard and it'll be good. We'll yeah. be fine. Uh, well, can't do that when the tank is just getting shithoused and just the tank's just dead, just on the floor. I didn't even check him until that happened. So I wasted the overdrive and everything, and we have no form of magical damage now. Nothing. So we have a Geo. And we're, we're almost pretty much, we were just kind of like kiting around, trying not to die for 10 minutes. And just it's it, we lost like six percent of HP, and just people half the party's dead. People are trying to raise up. Oh, it was it was bad. It was it was probably one of the worst pugs I've ever made or joined or been in, and it's my fault because I just said, okay, guys, we'll just we'll just suffer through it. We'll we'll win. I'm on the ground at one point before I got raised, and I'm like, did we just waste all this time and get nowhere? Did, did I just fail yes. everyone? And I get up and immediately bring out the tank puppet. Much to Alvino's chagrin, because as soon as that came up in the Discord later, that became a militant conversation about, I'd rather be pup than any other job on tank! And wow. uh, it, was, it felt like it was all caps was what the conversation was like. I don't know if we've we broken Alvino or not, but I, I call it the puppet, the tank. I didn't have the proper set saved. I had one from like Odin V2 or whatever, just with stuff that I wouldn't want in this case. And it was good enough. I just sent the puppet at it, so just... 25 minutes of the puppet doing all the damage and like just everyone got up and just went in and then there was just slow slow the puppets got it everyone else doesn't matter we'll take it down eventually kind of struggle gross we had a uh we had a low man run once uh, speaking of, of stuff you need ninja on <laughs> uh we had a low man run once where i went uh where i went ninja and i've actually uh blade eyed the uh the mid boss down <laughs> what did that do uh, it, it's definitely no lead and salute, obviously, but uh, and of course we 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 rolled in with like four people. Like it was extreme low man just to get an unlock because we just didn't have an event that day, but we didn't want to waste an unlock potential for someone not to have to come something useless. You know that whole dance. Yeah. Um, so we just we just did that. Um, honestly, with with only geo buffs, like I think I was doing like maybe thirty KIs, but I mean it didn't thirty uh, K. I think my puppet was doing one point eight K string clippers or something. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're you're looking at double dark weather, right? And it's already a darkness-based magic weapon skill, so you get to abuse Hikari and Obi. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't sound too painful. Really nice damage. Yeah, yeah. And then also the ninja doesn't take any damage either because it's shadows. And again, this is another situation where the mob does AoE damage and everyone's like, oh, it's going to wipe all your shadows. It actually doesn't. It doesn't wipe all your shadows. Um, it just takes like a couple. And the moment we went in the first fight, Bard DC'd. Or no, the, oh, no the white mage DC'd the moment we went in and pulled the red statue at the top. I go, you can just pull the red. Someone will aggro it, I'm sure. We'll fight. It'll be no problem. And the white mage DC'd immediately. So that was a near wipe. That's okay, though, because the bard was there to help out with cures, right? Uh, well, you see... They were sub The bard... I don't know what they were sub. The bard was the last person to join because they said they had all these accounts they need clears on. I'm like, fine, we're going in. Be the third party. I don't care. So they're like, I can help on Bard or something. And I didn't pay attention to them. Maybe they healed, but it certainly was not enough. The dancers were carrying the day there, and even that was not enough. 
you know, I give a lot of shit to the people who shout for like R15 only because like that's supposed to be some kind of metric to determine the rest of everyone's gear. But all it does is incentivize people to only build the Rima first and then not gear themselves out otherwise. What was it? Like, I, I give that a lot of shit. But in this situation, like, I, I don't know, with with uh, with with like large scale events like that, you should at least like check people, I guess. Or... Well, you don't shout. For, yeah, I should have checked people. I just didn't care. <laughs> I should have cared more. I, I, I know it's going to be bad, but I figured that worst case scenario, I can swoop in and put my hand on it and just stop it as I did. As I, you know. Well, I want to make sure people know that I wasn't just advocating the fact that people should shout R15 only. Those people are fucking idiots. Like last night uh, with V0 Kalunga? Yeah, the V0 Kalunga show. The tiny taco? That was, yeah, that was pretty, pretty embarrassing. Looking. They got very angry at me. Fucking R. Yeah, and the so, worst thing is they clarified it as the mythic samurai R15 they wanted. Ah, that's whatever. That had to be a troll. So I remember when we did our V0 Kalunga, I was on my like 500 job point dark night and I like her ghosted to death and it wasn't even close. Like we just absolutely crushed it. So it's just another example of, you know, just make sure you're, you, you check your DD and like try to how. make your people go DD. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of different things that, that could have solved that fight. Like honestly, a dragoon um, using Nagling would actually do really well in that fight too. Um, there's a there's an issue um, where with no sub job, like a lot of those jobs that you think would do great damage actually have like a little bit of a difficulty because you don't get like Hasso from sub Sam or or sub Dark otherwise or or whatever flavor you're trying to do. And then uh, jobs like Dark Knight do pretty well, but you can't keep it up 100 percent of the time um, unless you have like cores, you know, wild card or random Delia properly. Can Dancer Which use Nagling? Uh, unfortunately, no, I wish. I was going to say, because Dancer gets swords, it just can't use that. So I was going to say, because Dancer would cap out all those jobs, it'd be the ultimate justification for Dancer, since you can't sub Blaze. Dancer, Dancer would be, yeah, Dancer would be an absolute monster if it could use Nagling. Well, it already is an absolute monster if people actually give it a chance. Well, but with these specific but, yeah, made slashing for Kalunga, so. Yeah, yeah. Which um, you have a hard time with. Like, your weapon skills are actually going to be slashing, but the rest of your damage is a lot of people don't know that oh and before we get into this email here because we got to move on of course uh i need to was this could be a new segment here um i don't have a name for it let's call it uh fuck it i'll make a name later <laughs> so i need to state for That's the record good. here because if you don't get ahead of things sometimes they just seem to take a root in the community like last night when i was picking on the guy while eating food because why not just yell while you're eating um, about his Kalunga, and people were saying, or the one person kept yelling that I'm a pedophile or something because Asriel, ooh, we got banned too. That's a good one. He's gone. That's good. Um, he had started that. It was funny because he got mentioned for the last time last podcast, I believe, in the, the salon style there, and then suddenly now he's gone. So there you go. Um, you know, yelling I'm a pedophile, which obviously I am not, which I guess it's not that obvious if they yell it. But there was some nonsense on Reddit where someone said, Bro, there's screenshots of you trying to get Asian banned and reported and getting people to do it, which there are not, obviously, and I'd asked for them, and they were not presented, of course. So, I don't want that circulating that I am actively trying to get someone. I don't I don't like him, but I'm not. I, I would be happy if he was. Well, I wouldn't be happy. I would just think I would be content. It wouldn't make me. It's not good enough to make me happy. It's not meaningful enough. But anyway, I would be content if, that, if he did get banned. But no, I'm not going around trying to ban him or undermining his... Uh, his little happy cult of personality club. So but there you go. So the record set straight there and let's move on. 
yeah, I guess it seems like people just take shit way too seriously. But then it just circulates like, you know, a vicious cycle here and I just don't need it going around. I mean, it still will, but as long as if it gets to someone who's already heard that obviously that's bullshit, then they're going to go, I don't know about that one. Sure. I I mean, maybe maybe I'm giving them too much credit out there in the wild, but their little opinions throwing throwing all that shit around. Who cares? Um, Honestly, at, at the end of the day, no, no. At the end of the day, if if people did think you were trying to get Egypt banned, like, does it actually matter? Like, does it matter to people out there? I don't I have mean, that power. Those people who create accounts to do that. Yeah, I know. But I mean, let's uh, just let's take a step back and actually look at what's going on. Like, don't, just don't sweat the small shit, people. Like, if I don't know, it's dumb. Yeah, you're right. We should just move on. Yes. See, I just wanted to put it out there so it's known that I am not. If I am, I will have no problem saying that. I would have no problem whatsoever. Because I am oblivious, so that's cool, man. I do like the nickname Cavill came up with. I give Cavill a shout-out here because he always comes up with good things. Uh, e. Jaundice. Oh, okay. That was, I like that one, E. Jaundice. So, that's good. for the email, I'll read question one as per usual, and you'll eat two, and I'll do three. Sure, let's do it. Okay, so... Abject, obviously, is in our group here. We're not asking him to email us in case we had to also set that straight because we like these emails. We want people to email us because this is a fun little section here. Assuming we have less of the fluff. I didn't think there's going to be that much fluff before we even got to this tonight, but... Well, that's what happens when we don't have anything going on is we just kind of like wander aimlessly because our minds aren't on track with anything. Yes, that's true. Last time, even though it was salon style, it was... I'm saying salon style because... We have some amazing competition out there now on a podcast platform I've never heard of, because now Dave Chappelle is starting a podcast. I wasn't worried when Obama and the boss uh, were making their own podcast, or even Michelle Obama. I'd go, oh my god, because it came on the radio. i go, oh my god, how am I going to compete with Michelle's new podcast? That's on an advertisement. And I wasn't worried about that, but Chappelle, uh-oh, I am worried. He says it's salon-style podcasting, and I go, ah, I know what that is. That's just shit-talking. So... Objects in our group, and we don't ask them to do this, so we're not, you know, sending people to give us this so it looks like we have a viewer base that cares. We're not trying to prop us up. Also, someone said we have bots that come and increase our view counts. I don't, we don't have that because it's not Twitch. We don't need to have a bots to buff up how many people look like they're watching us at once. That doesn't work with podcasting. Yeah, if you just look at our YouTube view count, you know that's false. Yeah. It's like 100. It's good. I like what we do. So, you know, he's emailing us of his own volition. If you personally want to send us an email to WTFInvanadeal at gmail.com about this podcast, feedback, questions, etc., or just, you know, say it's your birthday and want a shout out, who cares? Whatever. Just send it. It's fine. It's good. You'll get your chicken. Or put in the Discord if you need to, or PM or something. You don't have to email us, but the email is nice. Email is a nice medium. So, question one here. Oh, the title here. The title was something very contentious, too. It's always a title. It was. Oh, you didn't send me the title. Oh, I said it last night, but I'll, I'll jog your memory here. Why does ice water taste better than room temperature water? Because he needs a subject to send the email as. And I drink my water room temperature, so I don't think this ice water thing is better. It absolutely is better, though. It's so crisp and refreshing. In terms of hydration, it may be a little more crisp. I don't, maybe, maybe it's a little more refreshing because it's cold. But in terms of hydration, you get more hydration from room temperature water. Very slightly, but yeah. Your body has to heat up the ice water. You're spending extra effort to heat up the ice water to then consume the hydration, as I'm sure the scientific process is called. So if you want to talk about like like the thermodynamics of that, <laughs> I, I can oh, definitely... Oh, sorry. Um, 
so your your body uh, being such a large mass that it is, um, being at the temperature that it is, actually doesn't have to put out much work uh, to uh, to raise that that water temperature. It, it's pretty much just going to happen on its own. Uh, you were just so much more massive than the water that 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 change doesn't uh, doesn't really actually. What if you're drinking a lot of ice water? But what you said isn't actually isn't actually false though. Like yeah, I guess you do have to to put out a little bit more effort to uh, you know make that water room temperature or whatever temperature it ends up making it. But honestly, you're 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 wasting so much heat just sitting around that it it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Okay, Mister <laughs> Thermo. Mr. Thermodynamics, I'd assume the water's somewhere in the neighborhood of 98.6. Oh, I'm not going to throw down any math for it. It's just the idea. It's the average body temperature. Anyway, question one. Fair enough. Do you two believe that Aquavail is an underutilized spells by newer people who don't fully understand how Aquavail works? Also, for those who may not know or can't remember, could you briefly describe how Aquavail works and how to buff the spell to make it more effective? So... Aquaville, that's actually a really interesting question because if you ever watch the people who join your groups, a lot of times they'll never cast this spell. I love this spell. Oh, I do too. It's amazing. So for people who don't know what Aquaville does, and you should, um, once upon a time, it used to raise your um, your spell interrupt rate by like a certain percentage. I honestly don't even remember what the percentage was anymore, but it, it was very big. It was enough that Red Mage needed it to hit 100% at 75 yeah, it was a it was a big stink once it stopped working that way because red mages abused it. That's for sure. Um, now, what it does um, with basically no effort to your skill at all, um, just casting the actual spell itself, it gives you two interrupts. Uh, so basically, if you would have been interrupted during a cast, it won't, and uh, you just get to go on about your day. Um, blue mages are known for uh, Kerkarian Verve, um, and that's uh, ten. That one, it's it's a 10 interrupter. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly what it's known for. It has other buffs too, uh, especially if you're like uh, attack and magic attack, but it's so brief that it's not really part of what matters. One minute. Yeah. But the um, the 10 interrupts is, is uh, pretty key for doing a lot of like pulls for like CP and stuff like that. Um, it's actually really, really important to keep Aquavail on when you're doing Odyssey runs as well. If you're doing, trying to do like evasion strats or round stuff up using mages of any kind. Um, Aquavail, though, is actually still pretty strong on its own, like as the spell, uh, because as a um, as a mage, you can generally get about eight interrupts if you have like the best gear for it. Um, so you get enough uh, get enough uh, Aquavail plus gear on to where you can almost make it as strong as Karkarian Verve, and it isn't even locked behind a, a fancy job ability. So yeah, it's great because I'd much rather not use that job ability. I, right now I'm at six because I don't have Regal Cuffs on blue. Plus one head, uh, Amoric is two. The rope from the Ladybug NM in Funkrel, uh, Abyssia, Abyssia, is um, one. The Shittier Sarawells from Ulta Arch Ultima is one. And the Regal Cuffs are two. For your plus six, yep. So if you want to shoot for that, uh, obviously the Regal Cuffs are usually going to be a sticking point for a lot of mages. That piece is just so good across every job they can wear it. Um, if, if you can build that though, you actually don't really need to cast a verb anymore. Uh, I wouldn't, uh, when, when I do Odyssey, I do that, uh, that, that bastard build where I'm like blue sub rune and I try to pretend that I'm a tank and, uh, I almost never cast verb. I'll actually just cast regular Aquavail on myself because sub rune gets that. And, um, it's, it's worked out great for me. I've never noticed a difference between casting that or verb. In fact, I've actually had it wear off of natural causes during Odyssey runs. I'd say it's a big failing of rune fencer since they get it natively to not have it on at all times when they're tanking, even just one mob, because there's going to be some time to get hit interrupted. Yeah, you might as well. 
Um, it's also nice to, you know, regardless of your skill level, to be able to use that, especially in situations where you aren't using an SIR set. Because on Ringfencer specifically, it's not realistic that you can full-time an SIR set and like still be as effective as a tank as you normally would be. I cast Aquavel in the SIR set, and then unless I'm in SIR mode, it doesn't put it on. So it gets and it on always. That is like one of the best uses of an SIR set, honestly. Like, I mean, obviously, it's still good to have, and people should shoot for it if you're a tank specifically. Um, other jobs, too, if possible. But uh, Aquavail, because it's preventing interrupts, obviously you don't want this to get interrupted and it doesn't have like the most brief cast. I mean, obviously you can use a lot of fast casts to mitigate that, um, but it is still technically one of the longer cast spells. It does last a long time, thankfully. And could you say, before we get into Ninja, that a Scholar would be a Ninja's best friend for Aquavail? Uh, it sure would, actually. Uh, the, the problem is, and this is, this is also a problem you see with uh, Phalanx as well, um, the Aquavail Plus is only for the when you receive it. So whatever job has Aquavail Plus, you want to make sure you equip all that gear on if someone else is going to give you an Aquavail. And, you know, then then you too can be a, a cool, cool person who has like multiple cast interruptions or whatever. But otherwise, you just get two from them. Which can still be more than enough because that one time you get interrupted as a ninja or something that really kills you. Yeah, I suppose. Should always be on. So question two for the fox. Oh, boy. Question two. For people new to Geo, could you touch on what areas slash NMs are Geo bubble debuffs less effective on? Many times I've seen people pull, people huffing a can of computer duster while trying to snort a rail of applesauce. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I, I, yeah. If I had to read into that, that intentionally nonsensical line to throw us off, it would be that people are uh, going balls deep trying to understand that things don't work when they're banging their head against the wall. I, I don't know. I don't fucking make sense yes. of that. Yeah, you, you just see people doing it wrong. Um, you get the the Geos, like like we touched on in the Geo episode, you, you end up with the Geos who have this like fury frail mindset. They're just going to do that, call it a day, you know, not consider what content they're facing. And um, especially in some of the newer content and not so newer content, uh, you see it happen a lot. Uh, so what we're referring to is like debuff bubbles and specifically like frailty and malaise. You see it happen off and on. Um, uh, there are mobs out there, specifically some NMs that uh, resist these bubble effects and they resist it in, in various ways. Um, the uh, I believe on the wave two NMs, it's resisted 25. And then um, in Odyssey, it's resisted to 5%. So yeah. uh and then not regular Odyssey runs, though. I want to I want to be clear on that. It's it's just the bosses. Um, you you actually can't debuff them with any kind of uh, with any kind of geo bubble for any kind of meaningful amount of uh, of stuff. So you want to use your buff bubbles in those situations. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Dinah Dinah is a big one. Because if you didn't correct that, then assuming Simon's still with us after the <laughs> the last episode launches since he joined the Discord, this is going to be an interesting contentious relationship we have. Um, since if he's still with us at this point, he definitely would have commented immediately on that one. You better, you would have get that right. Otherwise the Simon's going to get you. I, I don't care. So on the top of my head, there's a couple ambuscades, the frog and what's the other one where you can't use songs. Oh, um, the, you can't use songs one. Cause that both of them are immune to geomancy and the, the frog was made only after everyone pissed off the SE by being, you know, breaking. Yeah, things. that's. That's the awful rat ambuscade, uh, the key current ambuscade. Oh, yeah, that's right, because then they'll spam the HP steal or some nonsense till you die. Yeah, it's, it's bad. They it's get bad. some special move that goes, you know, 
stabby stabby. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't affect Lilith 2, as far as I know. It's, I'm pretty sure it's not. It's, I just pulled up the BG page here. It's not there, so it definitely doesn't. But and according to difficulty on Odin, Alexander, you wouldn't want to use an Alexander anyway because it's debuff. Um, yeah, at times. And I think Katesith, definitely an Odin. I'm pretty sure it goes from like 25% minus to 50 up to what? Caps at 50 or minus 75? Let me pull it up here just to be sure. Yeah, you might as well. Um, but it, basically, it takes a pretty large hit, though, and that's... That's what you really want to focus on. I mean, just just pull the content up and off. Uh, a lot of times it'll tell you. Minus 75%. Yep. Yeah, that scaling sounds right. Yep, that's pretty bad. But it's great because, yeah. see, the problem I have with Odyssey is I'm happy that Geo can't just throw frailty and everyone kills it. That's great. Or just throw down something that nerfs their you know mobs offensive. The moves that are causing us problems that we're supposed to actually deal with, they're forcing us to deal with them by killing Geo. So I'm happy that's something. But at the same time, why is Geo a thing if you're going to remove all of it does? That's not balanced. That's knee-jerking. That's, that's, that's kind of annoying, I see. You can't make well, a job and then take it away because it's too overpowered. You're only taking away a portion of it, though. Like you, like 95%. We still, bring, you know, we still bring Geo to stuff. Yeah. We just use the, um, the defensive stuff. Like, uh, not, uh, defensive isn't even the right word for it. We use the party buff side of it as opposed to the mob debuff side of it. So it's still effective. Uh, like we, we don't want people to think that, that the geos are doing nothing. Yeah. And obviously there's there's better buffs that you can bring, but more it, it's more likely that a group is going to have a geomancer than a group is going to have a beastmaster that's qualified to do beastmaster things. But I mean 95%? Was the 75% minus not enough? Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's definitely straight nerfing into the ground. That's that's what I was upset but about. Take Ongo, for example, though. Imagine if we could use even a 25% malaise on that. Honestly, I, I think uh, we wouldn't have any kind of issue at all. Like, they're really forcing the mechanic on that fight. Yeah, which, I guess that's good. If, if I had to take it or leave it, they can't fix the damage they've done, so they just kind of put a band-aid on it. As the goblin bounty hunters will tell us. Oh, yeah. Still roaming the shores. Still roaming the shores, looking for those RMT that are not in the shores anymore. They're Instead of being down the shore, they are is that a term anyone else uses down the shore? No, man. I, I didn't that, know where you were going with that. That's a term down the shore is a local thing. <laughs> it must be. Yeah, it's you go to the beach, you go down the shore. I was going to let you run with it. <laughs> Instead of being down the shore, the RMT are just leveling people up. They've, Many times they've, I've seen they've left in a computer duster while trying to snort a rail of applesauce. I guess that's me. I guess that's what he's referring to. As Many times it's happening right now. Yeah, but those are the main contents that uh, that that Geo is going to be nerfed on. But don't take nerf to mean that it's completely useless. Just apply your Geo in different ways if that's what you have to work with. Like, don't immediately rule out the fact that your Geo is useless. It just can't do part of what it does. So try to you know think your way around it, apply it in different ways that are still meaningful. I mean, I'm still happy to have. If I can't get um, Vex, I'm still happy to have Attunement. Oh, for sure. So that's something. So question three, let's see how fast we can move through this one. <laughs> when making a peanut sauce, could you substitute cashews or other, quotes nuts, end quotes, oh, in place of the peanut, or would it change the sauce too much to make it worth using on chicken? I guess we're back to the chicken thing. Well, are you making peanut chicken or cashew chicken? Because, I mean, that's a direct substitution that, you know, creates a different dish. So without getting too in-depth here, cashews are creamier than peanuts but peanuts have more of a punch and flavor to them 
And depending on when you add them into the dish, they can either be kind of soft because they've been cooked for a while, or they could be crispy a bit at the end, a nice crunch, which is what I think you'd want to make a peanut sauce and then just add peanuts at the very end when you're done for texture. And, you know, it's nice, but that's my take on that. Yeah. And I mean, you wouldn't add the peanuts whole, obviously. Like I, I generally will crush them with the, like the flat of a blade or something. I mean, like I never chop them up. I would assume they're not also in the shell. I mean, is that also whole or? I'm just going super deep on that. Like, just pick yourself up a jar of free skin. The, the SpongeBob Sunday, the whole peanut plant right in the dish. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know. I, honestly, when it comes to like dishes with that I that I make that use curry, because I actually consume a lot of curry when I'm not busy killing myself with. I want to uh, consume curry. Curry is really good, and honestly, I think that peanuts go better with curry. Like, if you're going to go in that direction with chicken and rice, um. But it's just going to be up to you. I mean, I'm sure cashews will also go perfectly fine with curry, but I, it just doesn't seem the same for me. Uh, so I, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, curry is actually a really nice spice to add to um, to a lot of things. You'd be surprised. Uh, one of my favorite ways to make a toasted cheese sandwich, actually, is to... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, check this out. Is, uh, you use uh, sourdough and you use cream cheese as the cheese. And then I use a, um, a, a like a fiery hot curry and I, I sprinkle a fiery hot curry in there and then I also put uh, pepperoni in there which is something you can either have or take or leave like that doesn't make it work but it's actually a really really good toasted cheese sandwich I had a habanero with goat cheese and eggs and stuff this morning but otherwise I, I, I've always wanted to get into curry but I've never had it past driving through Edison and smelling it which is another little, just another local thing you can imagine what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, is that racist? I don't know. But no, you, you literally you're smell the curry when you drive through parts of Edison. So use curry responsibly, though, because it's a very it's very potent. Yes, and you know it's in your dish. If you smell it while driving through your town, then you got a problem. Um, honestly, I, I think a lot of other nuts will work. Um, I, I think a lot of nuts will be very similar to cashews. I don't know if I'd go out of my way and use like macadamia nuts or anything weird like that. But uh, honestly, pecans are probably just fine. And they'll probably be right up there with cashews in terms of, of how to work out. I, I don't actually use a lot of this stuff, but I actually eat these, these nuts on the, on the regular. You know, you just heard me say that I eat nuts on the regular. And that's, you know. Could you substitute nuts. other nuts? Wink, wink. Quote, unquote. Does he mean, does he actually just mean like dip your balls in it? <laughs> I think that's, that I, that, that, that's what I got from it. Okay. So at least we're on the uh, same page. In case you want to dip your balls in your chicken. You'll be fine. Honestly, it's going to be weird a lot of the time. Pay attention to how creamy it is. And as always, like while you're cooking, actually taste your food while you cook it um, because you need to make sure it's actually turning out okay. I but en- don't food boil yourself. I enjoy a good peanut sauce on tofu. That's good. That's like the one time I use. I don't like, I've never made peanut oh, yeah. chicken because I don't want peanut chicken. I want to have like mustard or horseradish or Lincoln berries or something otherwise. But Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's super good. Um, in fact, right on the long lines of how I normally consume tofu, and a lot of the uh, like the Asian dishes, the Asian sauces actually have uh, peanut as a as a base a lot of the time. It goes well with ginger. Peanut and ginger are good together. Yeah. Uh, peanut, ginger, uh, usually like mirin, and uh, I don't have mirin. I'm not that soy sauce, uh, brown sugar. Um, a lot of these things all come together. You can even throw cinnamon in there too. I'll get fancy with some tamari because it's much better than soy sauce. But otherwise. I mean, just like I said, though, like taste your food. Okay, so <laughs> like ninja, sure, like as you, yeah. All right, so ninja. Um, I did an okay job with a ninja episode before, and I've been wanting to retouch on it for a while. Uh, I think that this job is something that the community doesn't 
understand at all. And I want to start by saying uh, there just isn't a lot of content that shows you what Ninja can do. Um, with that said, uh, people think for whatever reason that, that I dislike logical in some way because I almost always like have to criticize what's going on in his video. But the criticism isn't necessarily for him, but it's based on how the information is being presented to someone who isn't going to understand anything aside from copy-paste this and apply it incorrectly. So a lot of his strats are really good, um, but I wanted to get this out of the way by saying that, that the attention that he brings to Ninja is, is an overall positive thing. Um, but I just want to make sure people know that, that when you look at the term best in slot, like I always say, um, it's best in slot for a situation. It's not best in slot all the time. So don't copy paste. Copy paste is how you end up with terrible ninjas and the reason that people think ninja is bad. Um, because I've never experienced a situation where my ninja was bad. And there are other people who have also experienced really good ninjas uh, doing really good ninja things. So just it really rewards you researching and having like a proper like fluid play style to be able to respond to exactly what the group needs at the time and exactly what the content needs from like a damage standpoint, like depending on what weapon you're going to choose and so forth. So it's a job where you really want to change your weapons a lot. So my only criticism against Logical, because I've only watched one of his videos ever, it was <laughs> a tier one Odyssey before I'd done the Odysseys back when people were doing tier threes and I'd done none. So I was doing a tier one because I'm like, Oh, I want to get the animator for pup. So from the aquatics or whatever, and just the, just don't ever have the fight going on in a tiny picture and picture window, <laughs> please. While you're explaining things, I, I don't need that much stimulation. I want to know what you think about it. You can make that beforehand and then you can go into the fight. You don't have to, the, the, the whole Matrix thing, too, is the, the 90s are over. The Matrix, I hope, never comes back. That movie, in hindsight, that movie has aged horribly. Well, give him, uh, give him feedback, man. Comment. There's the feedback. Actually, we haven't seen him in the Discord since... Yeah, you brought it to my attention. Like, he was actually in our Discord. I didn't realize that. Yeah, the last time was, was months ago. I said something about um, Gear Swap because he was doing something, and I told him something about my Gear Swap to just... To, to his because he was new to oh. certain things well yeah i remember that yeah and i haven't he hasn't said anything since out. i don't know if he left or i wouldn't be surprised if he left but i have nothing against him I, I don't want people to misunderstand that though like i have no reason to have animosity towards people uh, i'm i if anyone listening like actually knows me they'll know i just literally do not care enough to have animosity uh, I just want to make sure that people consume good information and take that information properly uh, so so that they're they're actually using it properly, which is something that can really get missed. And, and if people wonder why I generalize things sometimes, it's because that sort of thing is situational. Like, should a situational is something that you should be used to in this game at this point? Fox is very uh, anti-emotion. I'm more of the beat you in the face <laughs> with your emotion kind of guy. I get mad sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Ninja, so I, I want to start out by talking about the Bonanza weapon because you haven't really heard a lot about it. Uh, you heard all, you heard all sorts of shit go on with it um, before it, uh, it came up. And no, I did not win it. And I am super sad because I fucking called it. That weapon is so broken um, and it does exactly what I thought it would do where um, the, the entity is, uh, is per target. Uh, it's the most broken entity to one. So I, of course... I I'm not alone in calling it. Obviously, other people had similar ideas, so I can't like say that it was all me. But um, I'm actually just glad that SE gave Ninja a super broken weapon. But I am really sad that it's locked behind Bonanza, and we'll probably never see it. I think that was so. SE's goal is 
Okay, we're going to break the game again in a job's favor to make it really super like everyone's just going to throw it at everything because they can control hate on everything. It's just going to completely break having to worry about hate. But uh, it won't be a problem because no one will have it. There's, there, there's exactly one dude who talked about it on the Ninja uh, XIH uh, Ninja Forum, um, Seal Dagger. Uh, there's some testing that he did in there that, that supports those findings. And it's not very, not a whole lot of. Um, uh, feedback though because you have like your naysayers like that that errol guy or whoever he is yeah but errol's an asshole so on people today yeah it, it's really stupid um that something like that may may have disincentivized this person from being able to share more about this weapon uh we don't know that it won't be available to us in the future so the more testing we can get now the better that we can uh prioritize it if it happens to come available you you never know um but who who that guy was who who actually won it and decided to share that he had won it and, sh and actually go put forth the effort to test it. That dude's awesome. Like more people should do that. And I, I wish I could do a better job of shouting him out because I don't even remember that guy's name, but go look towards the last pages of the forum. Uh, that dude is, is doing good works and uh, just, just being able to, to show us that this weapon exists. And it's unfortunate that like literally only that dude has it. <laughs> But uh, hopefully we can look forward to similar things in the future. But I'm not going to speculate or anything because it's useless. It doesn't do anything for us now. But we should at least know how it works just in case. So just to sate my curiosity here, did Errol actually try to assist this guy in his endeavor here? Or did he just pop in to be typical him? He he just immediately naysayed saying that um, it's, it's completely useless to talk about this weapon in any capacity because ninja sucks is kind of what he... What he went on about. I have trouble taking douches like him seriously because when you make an account on a forum that you're purposely hiding who you are compared to who you are in the game, you're trying to, you know, have that layer of of shielding and camouflage so that you can, you know, not have the, yeah. the repercussions of what you do ever come back to you in the game or anywhere else and just kind of contain it so you can, you know, with, without any sort of repute, just, just be a douche. And They're not even particularly good arguments either because they're most typically not. Wrong. Yeah, it's just wrong information. Like Ninja can't DD, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But hey, man, he's got Cap Gill and he sells it. Right. Anyway, so what I want to touch on this episode though is that Ninja can deal damage and Ninja can tank. And the reason we call it the hybrid tank when we had that episode of like underutilized jobs and stuff, we we like kind of got categorized them. We called it a hybrid tank for a reason because it's not really a true tank in that sense, but it performs the role so well that it might as well be. And with SE like giving us more enmity tools, obviously we can see that the job was designed that way, but it may not necessarily fulfill that role. Now I'm going to say that being a, an extremely capable ninja tank. Now ninja can tank most of the content in this game. And I'm going to talk about some of that probably a little later on. Um, but uh, what, what you're really looking at by bringing a ninja to a group is you're adding like a bunch of flexibility where you wouldn't normally have had it. Um, the, the job is incredibly sturdy. Um, it's an incredibly good backup. Uh, when you need it, um, it's it's probably the best, one of the best jobs at like just changing things up on the fly. Um, it's like right up there with Blue Mage, except Blue Mage has like a cooldown, but of course you can get more specific answers. Um, Ninja can just immediately like roll right into being a tank, even if you're not spec to tank at all. Like you don't have the right sub job or anything because of how powerful Yonin and Utsusemi is. And I'm gonna talk more about that later too. Um, but uh, Ninja also isn't the best at dealing damage. But as we've talked about on here before you don't actually have to be the best at dealing damage to get the job done and you know taking like r15 massa only is a really stupid way to approach things um because it, it it's not the only way things can be handled i guess is like the best way to say it i don't know so um, 
I mean, yeah. what you really need is an R15 Koga. So, <laughs> no. Right, the samurai mythic. For, I need Koga for my Kalunga. I keep trying to get Hyde to make it, actually. Oh, God. He said he, he said he had all this Alex to finish something else off, and he, he's a, he's an awesome Sam. I, I just told him he should just make the mythic and just call it. It used to be really cool back when Delve was brand new, and ever since then it's gotten worse and worse. Oh, so, hopefully, in terms of my perspective here, and what I hope people get out of this, because obviously, well, not obviously, it's only obvious to myself. Duh. It's true. I don't play Ninja. I've never played Ninja. And when I leveled it, the cap was 75. Or no, I leveled the 49, so the cap was 99. So <laughs> that was the last time I played Ninja. And it wasn't like a serious thing to 49. It was just, up. Oh, it's done. Get off it. Never touch it again. So I entered this with the mindset of, I don't care about Ninja. I would like to know about Ninja so that I can be better versed in how I set groups up and don't have certain dead rune fencers falling on the ground. Nonetheless, um, what I hope people get out of this, like, I know I'm going to get out of it because I'm already feeling it. I don't know if anyone else feels it. When Fox talks about Ninja and how... See, personally, I don't care about doing the most damage anymore. That's not... I mean, anymore. It's not... It was never the most important to me anyway because Pup was my first job. Because when I'm on Pup, I don't care about doing the most damage. I care about just having a good time while trying to do the most I can do instead of just showing up and sucking or something. But I get excited when he starts talking about how Ninja has the possibility of tanking outside the box in a way that no other job tanks and has tools and, and certain you know unique aspects to it. It just gets me excited about it. So hopefully people get excited about Ninja like I'm getting excited already. Yeah, and I, I you know it, it's going to sound like I'll oversell the job too, but the, the main thing with Ninja is that as opposed to the other tanks, it requires quite a bit of investment into it. Not, not even monetarily, like gill-wise. Yeah, it, you you have to learn a shit ton about how all the mechanics interact, and it requires a lot of gear to get off the ground. So I just want to be really upfront with this job pays dividends based on what you put in. That's like pop. The, exactly. I'm still uh, learning the, attachments. Still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. <laughs> uh, the, the the more you put into this job, there's so many. Uh, the, what the maneuver for this weapon skill? I forget. Right. Oh, dude, I'm I'm the worst at that. I always have the. Uh, the guide up thanks bobby i have to always pull it up yeah but um yeah so you you just need basically all the gear forever and the cool thing about ninja though is that in collecting this gear a lot of your other jobs that you probably have leveled can already wear a lot of its gear too so i hear a lot of people say you know i don't have inventory for things etc uh, a lot of times you can actually reach that critical mass of gear that i talked about before and ninja is one of those jobs that's almost exactly like warrior in that it can wear almost all the gear in the game. In fact, Ninja, Warrior, and Beastmaster all share this the same thing, where they have like larger armor pool sets than most jobs. I always thought uh, it was so weird that Ninja got like Hovergun and stuff back in the day. Well, what they were doing is they were kind of emulating like Final Fantasy One, uh, where that job um, in Final Fantasy One basically could equip everything. It, it was uh, it was kind of like uh, the knight. Uh, some people who have played the game will know what I'm talking about. I've never played anything before. <laughs> it's a it's a special game that likes to drag you through hell in order to make things work unless you know how it works in which case you can just speed run. but uh ff1 cool game but uh n the ninja in this game was was kind of based off of that like you could use uh, a lot of black magic in ff1 in this one it was changed to ninjutsu and you know kind of made akin to using uh, the tools like the fire skeins and stuff uh, from ff6 i'm not going to go into the history of ninja because ninja's been a staple in this series since you know it, it started basically but um 
the thing that it has kept though is it, it's kept its ability to be flexible like it, it just always seems like the job in these games that you would want to put in your, your party simply because it can fill a lot of the holes that you may have like ninjas in ff11 they, they can enfeeble it's not the best enfeebling but it's better than no enfeebling the inhibit tp and, is nice oh yeah and they get stuff like uh like that plague effect um i believe that's a 50 a tick it's not the most powerful 100 a tick but it's still there and for a job that isn't feeding tp um very heavily to an opponent um or they're getting it because they're they're not uh they're not hitting you they're you're just shadow tanking everything um that uh that plague effect is actually very strong. Less is more. So, I mean, I've been, as for anyone in the Discord knows, and by the way, join the Discord. It's probably the best Final Fantasy <laughs> Discord I've ever been in. I said that today in the Discord. I go, you know, out of all the 11 Discords I've ever been in, this one, not only do I enjoy the most, not because it's ours, but just the personalities that have come in, the conversation that happens. Eric's is absolutely a staple now. I love that guy. And just... In general, just people popping in and stuff like that. It's actually active, whereas I'm in the Reddit one. I'm in the other ones. They just kind of suck. So join. Um, yeah, I don't feel I need to monitor it for asshats. That's, yeah, that's I sure. don't. I'm sure at one point, me saying that, they will it's be that at that point. I think people kind of just fit in or don't naturally, and then they don't really police it. It's self-policing at this point. But uh, I've said in that that I've removed Asura from the recommended jobs, uh, recommended servers list in the 1 to 119 guide so that you know, if you're on a server like uh, Shiva or something and you need a low man group, Ninja is probably the first thing I could think of for, not the first thing, of course, but one of the first things I could think of for filling in that low man group is it's a really good staple in that ultra low man group for a lot of content. I, I really like that our uh, our podcast guests tend to lurk in there. So all those people who come on for like expertise on whatever jobs. Uh, they're usually also like, kind of watching like questions and stuff, and they're they're actually adding quite a quite a lot of really good um, communication and feedback, kind of like you would expect from like their forum posts, respectively. Um, they just kind of provide that directly into the Discord as well, so you can manage that real time with them. You can actually talk to them and stuff. So much better than the forums, because if I was a mod in an auction house, it would be different. But but uh, we never we never really hear anyone even on our Discord Discord talk about Ninja though. Like I've gotten some direct message questions about it. That's about it. Like even with uh, with so much expertise in there and stuff, like it seems like Ninja just is never touched by anybody. With how much Beastmaster getting talked about more so now than ever before, because before it was none almost after yeah. being the bandwagon, then nothing, and now it's being talked about, and you see people gearing and using it, which is awesome. I love Beast. I love the fact that you're bringing Beast to stuff, Fox. Because if I had to pick another job at this point, it would be Ninja to be Beast. I just kind of like that idea. Yeah, um, yeah Beast is legit. It's just, uh, Ninja is the job that I hear the least about at anything, so I didn't even remember or know that Ninja had a Plague one. I know it had Inhibit TP, and I know it has the Enmity plus Ninja 2 and Yonan and stuff like that. I know those things. I just didn't even know that it had a, a a Plague Ninja 2. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, you know the the slow and the paralyzed, like, like I said, they aren't the best, but they, they definitely make a difference when you need it. Um, you know, depending on what your group is doing, um, Ninja's like the king of being able to low man stuff. You just want to make sure you you keep them haste cap. And a lot of times they'll be able to just handle that boss on their own because they're both a tank and a DD at the same time. And I don't know if I'd call it flexibility. I think it's just Ninja's true lore and nature as uh, resourcefulness. Yeah, yeah. It, it isn't really flexibility. It's more like coverage because it, it covers things like pretty well like blanket wise it just can't heal really and i mean that's gonna be up to sub job and it's gonna be subpar if you try it so i'm just gonna throw that out there right now 
<laughs> but, uh, dancer. It's it's not great. Um, yeah, extra medium. Leave that leave that to dancer memes. They're infinitely better at it. But uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to uh, talk, talk about DD first because first and foremost, people will look at jobs like this and they'll just go, "Okay, well, is it a DD?" And if it's not a DD, they'll immediately go, "Well, I don't care." So, what I will tell you from experience is that Ninja can deal absolute truckloads of damage. Um, I can't. I can. Uh, there are so many ambuscades that I've gone to, like VD ambuscade, where I've parsed number one on there, and that's because Ninja can generally go a lot harder than other dds without the risk of dying now time will tell as to whether or not you know stuff like sakpata's armor and, and and the like will have caught other dds up to that kind of hardiness but generally a ninja can wear like your, your full-on tp sets that you don't want on other jobs now because stuff hits so hard and it's so awful and this isn't just for amps guys use it as an example but um ninja can actually just hide behind its shadows and hide behind its megawari which is uh, an effect that uh, like skurzo it, it stops you from immediately dying to crazy ass attacks. Um, it just eats it and doesn't care. Um, well, you can hide behind all that stuff. You can actually just go really hard and wear like these incredibly greedy uh, TP sets. And basically with Ninja, a lot of the times you want to focus on um, quantity over quality. It's kind of like Samurai in that regard. Uh, where and Dragoon, where you want to like pump out as many of the weapon skills as possible, still trying to maintain efficiency and work with your party. And uh, TP overflow is is absolutely huge on this job because you'll you'll find that it'll feel like you're one rounding TP um, when you have like the highest level sets, and you can really um, you can really benefit from TP overflow at like 2k and stuff. And there's a lot of TP bonus alternatives. The Impaka's cap adds to that too. So there's just like a lot of like really critical gear right now that people could be brainstorming with that is um, very very powerful uh, for other jobs, and it's no less powerful here. Uh, there's a a lot to take in all so when you're saying it does truckloads of damage are we talking like a little toyota tacoma truck or are we talking like something like a a ram or an f-150 or a silverado or something so the the problem is that it's all going to be situational like always um it's never going to be as consistently high damage like Fudo spam or torque lever spam or anything like that. It can still compete with those weapon skills, by the way. And I, I have ambuscades where that has actually been the case. But um, you're not going to, it, 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 you have to be buffed in very particular ways. And the weapon you choose is going to matter a whole lot too. Uh, what I'm known for is my Savage Blade spam. And the Nagling is probably the most powerful weapon that Ninja has access to. And it's also the number one weapon that Ninjas will, for whatever reason, refuse to use because it's not being a ninja. I but... understand the sentiment, because while I have no problem throwing an angling on and doing that with Dragoon, if that was all I did in the job, I would not right. be happy, which is perhaps the sentiment there. But if I'm doing Odyssey or something, I have no problem throwing on niggling for Bumba or something like that. That's that's cool beans. I mean, I could easily, yeah. for Bumba, I could easily just as much do Shining One Impulse Drive and kill it for, you know, ridiculous Impulse Drive damage. But... Yeah, I understand the sentiment. And, and that's, yeah, exactly. And, and that, that's where, you know, people kind of get it wrong, too, is that you you would be a terrible ninja if all you did was use the Nagling. It's not always your highest DPS weapon. Um, it depends what's going on. And, uh, you know, it, it may be my go-to for a lot of really high buff situations um, because Savage Blade is very strong. Um, it's not uncommon for me to throw out, like, 60k Savage Blades in something like VD Ambuscade. Um, I've... You know, any slashing weak mobs, uh, 
in your again if you're hyper buffed and you have like all sorts of all all that goodness going for you um nagling really does work uh you would often want to pair it with the um the tb bonus offhand and um that's the hitaki or the uh azuru plus two um it gives you a thousand tp bonus and a lot of times people think that those kind of weapons are kind of meh because you don't have any kind of like real accuracy with them and that's true but we can actually buffer accuracy to the point now where you're probably going to be able to hit with it's very situational because for mabos he's not even very evasive so i had no problem using uh the bron which is the thousand tp bonus because i upgrade all the way instead of just keeping it at whatever plus two uh i had no problem on him however in odyssey even with blue and accuracy bonus and all the you know plus accuracy on uh malignance and stuff like that i still higher floors up without food i'm on the cusp i need food but with higher floors up even then accuracy is a problem especially without food forget about it to the point and i'm using the not i'm not using sushi i'm using the uh, grape daifuku because it gives me the 70 accuracy 70 attack which is really important obviously to have I really like that you're using Blue Mage as a uh, as a comparator here because there's a lot of things uh, between the, what people assume to be the highest end Blue Mage playstyle, which you obviously don't think is going to be always the case either. But uh, there's a lot of comparisons between using um, an R15 Tizona with the offhand 3-bond uh, and what I'm talking about with Nagling and Azura um, slash Hitaki. Um, those are very similar playstyles. Um, the, the main difference, though, is that between Ninja and Blue is that Ninja has Dak. Oh, so you have extra TP. Well, you still want the TP game, but I guess it's just not a big deal as opposed to Blue missing and yeah. any other job. It could be Thief with a Cento Vente. Let's, let's look at it this way. Um, in content where you're going to have a similar kind of comparison, right? Where you have uh, a Blue Mage and you're offhanding the third run, and then you have a Ninja and you're offhanding Hitaki, right? And just a, as a base, you'd imagine they would probably have very similar hit rates. But what the ninja edges out on is that you are almost constantly throwing shurikens also. Um, and those shurikens are coming in at, at the, their full accuracy potential. In fact, you actually, when that procs, you get 100, 100 range accuracy bonus when you throw that. So it's not even the, the normal range accuracy that you would see. It, it's basically a little extra. Um, Monk gets kick attacks, but in order to kick, Monk has to use their hand-to-hand weapons. Ninja, regardless of weapon that you're using, even if you use hand-to-hand, will still throw... Uh, We'll th- still throw good uh, ninja stars with Dakin. So even in that situation, so, then, uh, in, say, Odyssey, a ninja would be having no problem with the accuracy. They could probably maybe even situationally... You wouldn't use attack food if you're ever not having... If you're having problems already, just because it's mitigated, so it's not the same for ninja, you're saying. Yeah, it would be fine. Um, it, you would, you'd be, it'd be very similar. Um, you technically have a slightly better hit rate. One thing that I've noticed when I'm doing, like, really high-level content with ninja, um, people use wave, used to use Wave 3 as an example a lot of the time. Is that still oh, well, you're not gonna? It still does, yeah. You're you're not gonna hit with the offhand. Uh, you know, you're not gonna have any kind of real accuracy rate there. Depends, and still, yeah. Honestly, it can be true, but I've also one way three parses on ninja, and I've done it while not showing up on the accuracy parse at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's super stupid because while that is bringing down your accuracy, you still have enough incoming attacks to build TP. It's not nearly as fast as ninja would usually push it. But when you're when you're using Savage Blade when that's appropriate, and then switching over to like let's say um, katanas and like accuracy uh, when, when you actually need it, like versus like the thief mobs, it can still get kind of rough. Like it, you you can think that you're a really cool guy, 
AI and that you can hit all the stuff in, in wave three, but you actually do have to make adjustments for those sorts of things with absurd accuracy. Um, the, the, the trick to Ninja isn't just to strap on the nagling because Fox said so in Savage Blade things. Uh, the, the trick with Ninja is to you actually be comfortable with swapping your weapons on the fly when you need to. Um, well, why would just you because to do that, I can say that I get, yeah, just because I can talk about a parse where, you know, I've won the parse and not shown up on the accuracy parse does not mean that I use nagling the whole time. It means that sometimes you have to switch to the Aheshi Shuroken, which is the um, the Aeonic Katana, and sometimes you have to offhand Gokutai, um, and then more recently uh, the the R15 Turnian Dagger, and sometimes you have to spam Blade 10. Um, sometimes you need the attack bonus, you need to use um, Blade Shun, which is um, what you see a lot of ninjas resort to, because often they're not buffed properly. Uh, it, it really just depends. So when I say when would you need to, and you said of course, I guess you didn't, but... So I don't know if it comes up later in the episode when you're going to approach that, but when would you ideally, is that something later in the outline before I even start scrolling through it? Or Yeah, I mean, I wanted, so I, I situated this outline because I talked about katanas before and like I made really exciting claims about doing straight nines with Blade Chi and all that shit on, on the previous episode. And I could reiterate that, but what people don't realize is that Ninja has an incredible assortment of ambuscade weapons that are fairly reasonable to obtain and they are all very, very good. So I kind of wanted to touch on those and then talk about. Okay, so we'll get back to when you would need to, because we're on a topic now. I just wanted to really get into because what I'm most interested in is when you would need to do that, because I think the problem that makes Ninja so unappealing to people is they see it as a job that can tank or is at least more survivable or defensive than other jobs. But when they get on it, as you said, it takes a lot of investment. I don't think the investment is clear to most ninjas of how to do that. And the investment's guided by knowing how to use those weapon skills, when to apply them, when to swap weapons. And someone like you, it's just second nature. But for someone like me, I'm like, I have no idea. That's the biggest missing potential, actually, uh, when people play ninja is um, they they don't swap weapons inappropriate. Like, I'm in the camp of uh, Blade Metsu. Um, I'm a Kokoku fan, like if I use a katana. And I am Metsu is best dude. It, it is very, very good. It is very consistent and solid, and you will always put out what you need to put out. But even I don't full time that. Like, you, there's a time and a place for it. A lot of times you'll see new ninjas come up and they'll go, Oh, well, obviously I need to compete in this Rima race because Rima is the only way that my ninja is ever going to be able to get accepted into groups, even though I know deep down in my heart that it's not because I'm a ninja. I still need to try. And I see them go out of their way to to build these things, especially like a Kokoku since it's so cheap now, and then see the Kokoku underperform, and then all of a sudden there's like, you know, people being brokenhearted about their ninja not working, and it perpetuates that cycle of people thinking that ninja's bad. It's just because that's the only thing that they're using. Like, they get a Rima Katana, and they're like, oh, I'm just going to use Rima, because Rima's always the best. Right? 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 It's the best, huh? Man down. And it's not the case. Yeah, right. Well, fortunately, Kokoku is infinitely better than Mandao. It's actually one of the better relic weapons. When it comes to DPS, yes, but uh, that's just because it has fortunate mods and stuff. Quit fidgeting. Yeah. Oh, I'm fidgeting. So yeah. So nagling. We'll go into the ambuscade weapons here, and then we'll get back into understanding. Because also, so just one last point. I would assume because you know mechanics so well, like the back of your hand, because you enjoy it, you understand when to make those swaps. So if you understand mechanics on ninja, not that our DD mechanics episode would cover ninja specifically or the mechanics in general in depth enough for all situations to understand when to do that. But because you know that, I imagine that's how you know to switch immediately because you know the mechanics of the situation. It's also trial and error too. Like don't just fail once and assume that you're, you're done. Um, a lot of times I'll actually spend like the first time I, I attempt a content on ninja 
swapping my weapons around a lot, especially if I have like a new group or, or a new party or something, I'll, I'll try to swap around to um, what ends up being the highest, uh, the highest DPS that I can find when I'm like actually doing damage. And a lot of times it ends up not being a ninja or not being a ninja, being a niggling. Um, a lot of times uh, I'll actually end up using um, blade 10 spam with, uh, with Heishi Shinroken and then either offhanding the, uh, the new Katana, the Kunamitsu or like something like a Goku tie or, or even just continue to use turning dagger. Like all of these things play a huge role in, in the decision-making process. And it is a trial and error thing sometimes, but once you it, like, if you can work with a consistent group and you know what buffs you're going to get and you know how the person's going to tank and you know, like what, what positioning even like, it really does boil down to your tank. If you're using Inan, and when you're not using Inan, there is actually a pretty good difference in, in what you can, what you can pull off depending on what your actually levels are like, uh, and to explain Inan, Inan is a uh, job ability stance you put on. It's like Yonin, but it's the offensive stance. It suppresses your enmity, and it also uh, gives you accuracy and crit rate when behind the enemy. How so it's rate? a positional job as well. Yeah, I think it's like 30%, actually. It's so very high. that would make something like Torret very useful. Yes. But trial and, and error... That's actually the next weapon I'll talk about. Trial and error <laughs> is something that I think most people can get behind, even if you don't know mechanics, because... Uh, if you have scoreboard and then don't post it in party just to yourself for your own information or K, K parser, <laughs> I, K parser ideally would probably be the better option here. Just, you know, we talked about today in the discord, Eric was not finding a newer version and or the memlock or whatever. You just need to find it. It's not, there's no new version and then just find the right memlock and keeping a list of your weapon skill damage and stuff like that in there. It's much more useful to do that in there. Then otherwise, just look at your weapon skills, how many you've done, your average damage over the coast, a couple runs, switch things up, see what it does. And you can look at your averages there and at least get somewhat of an idea. But I mean, in terms of getting discouraged on Ninja after getting the Kikoku, you know what I thought of, Fox? All of our viewers fuck, of course, don't they? Um, Probably. Yes, they do, because there are viewers, they're listeners. I mean, I guess YouTube's viewing a static picture because we're that cool. But all of our listeners, fuck. So, think about the best sex you've ever had. Then think about when you lost your virginity. Now, think about ninja in those terms. That's right. You change that shit up and you realize that uh, what you like is what you like. And uh, that shit's going to be situational, depending on, you know, whether or not it's behind closed doors or maybe outside. You know, you never know, man. The best is yet to come. That's right. So experiment, play around with it. Um, so there, there's a lot of, I mean, it's, it's actually a pretty good analogy this time. Oh, I, I, I thought so. Thanks. That's great. You know? Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, it's I like uh, the outdoors part, right? Dude, crazy shit. Anyway. Um, so when, <laughs> when it comes to, uh, to your weapon choice though, you, you do, you do have to play with it. Absolutely. Um, also, one thing that you really want to note on a lot of your weapons uh, when you do choose the, like their pairings and things is you want to watch for the magic damage plus stat on there um, because that is also going to help your ninjutsu nuking as well. So if you plan to do any kind of magic damage, that will also further limit what uh, your combination of, of main and sub weapons are because you want to use two that have a really good uh, magic damage plus number. Why on there. would you be using elemental ninjutsu offensively? Because it's really strong when you do it properly. Yes, so I'm just. Is that later too? We'll get into that later. Okay, Torrent. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like point three down at the bottom. Um, but yeah, just make sure uh, Nagling has really good magic stats, and a lot of these ambuscade weapons do. So they're a really nice go-to for newer players. It's just an overarching idea that I want people to hang on to while I talk about these. Now, Torrent. 
Tarid is one of the ambuscade weapons that I think is the most underutilized on Ninja. This thing is an absolute house on this job. And it really competes with um, with with the rest of your weapons as one of your higher DPS options. Back at 75 on Wally Bree Party's Maripos, uh, Bladolch was absolutely great for ninjas to use Evisceration back then instead of using a katana, so I'm glad to see things haven't changed. Yeah, oh, definitely not. Um, in, uh, like, like, let's say I'm, like, farming Omen or something, there have been situations where people have put down malaise, and I've hit the 30k weapon skill on every enemy in front of me. With a low edge? Yeah, with an only edge. Nice. Yeah, it's it's so dumb. Um, you actually want to main hand tar it, and you're going to offhand like a Gokutai or the Kunimitsu if if you have it. Kunimitsu. Uh, it will. I'll talk about them later. Gokutai. Fancy names. So ninjas will know, uh, but Gokutai is the ambuscade uh, katana. It has really good uh, magic attack, magic damage numbers, and magic accuracy. It's it fits the same thing that the rest of them do. And then Kunimitsu is actually the um, the katana you get from uh, from the bird in um, in Odyssey. It's it's the it's their it's the new like four point nine million gil katana or whatever you get. From oh, fancy! See. Yeah, it has a huge stat block of text. I'll talk about it more later. Um, but it, it's really weird because like sometimes people will think, oh, I'm always going to offhand a dagger because ninja's known to offhand daggers because and a lot of jobs actually offhand a certain dagger now. The turn in plus one. Yeah, and you you think you'd automatically go to that, but you actually don't. It has no magic damage plus stat on it. So if you're going to do like crazy Olean edges. You actually won't go to it, but if you are spamming evisceration, maybe you do want to go for it because it has the multi-attacks, so, so, or, or even the, the Nucleides knife. And evisceration's okay. an FTP replicating weapon skill for those who are in the Discord to see the rant that I had linked about <laughs> <laughs> evisceration. I got rated down for posting a very informative rant that Fox agreed with, so it was very so informative. Good. But yeah, um, Ninja is right up there with Corsair, though, and, and even Ranger uh, for the amount of magic attack armor that it gets access to. Uh, so you can really make crazy things happen with this weapon skill and a lot of katana weapon skills we'll talk about later. I already talked about doing pretty good damage to the uh, the, the Wave 1 statue in certain situations that were low man. So you'd be surprised if you can squeeze out of it. And again, it's a situational thing. Like you need to You need to pay attention to what you're fighting and what the best outcome is. Um, Tarid, it was an absolute monster when I used to do the um, Unafraid of the Dark Master Trials um, for the uh, for my group that I used to do those trials with. It was a long time ago, um, but my ninja as the DD in there was actually the uh, the fastest clear that we'd ever had on it, and that was like stacking it up against like warriors and stuff. Ooh. It was uh, it was pretty impressive. Very resourceful. Yeah, um, you. It, it's actually a lot like a warrior. It, it's kind of like a warrior light with even better defenses. Uh, because of the the massive amount of armaments and, and gear you can wear, you just get a lot of options. Um, let's see. Speaking of next option, great katana. Yeah, um, a lot of people. Uh, this is actually catching on more so than it had previously. A lot of times, people think, "Oh, well, I'm I can only do this for like procs on other jobs, or or I might as well be on Sam." Um, the Hachimanji is, um, and I probably butchered how that's actually pronounced. Hacha, but, uh, it's, it's actually Hachimanji. Yeah, um, it's actually better on ninja than it is for sam well yeah that's because well uh, i mean a lot of new sams though um are still going to use the ambuscade weapon and it's just fine like you can't expect people to only have three minutes like you gotta start somewhere but could you use this on kalunga yes i could yeah there you go case closed um it would probably take longer because you're not going to get any like really good numbers out of it but it's really nice if you're tanking and you don't need end mini katanas 
because all of a sudden your tank has transformed from something that can potentially DD in tank into something that can crowd control and debuff in tank. So some of the pluses to, to Hachimanji is you can still be buffed for hybrid weapon skills like I talked about in the Blade Chi video, basically, um, where or the Blade Chi podcast where it's like, oh, you can do straight nines. Well, guess what? You can do that with Hachimanji also. Um, you do straight nines with Jindu in those same situations. Um, you can land Tachiagaha, which is uh, uh, the 25% defense down, and that's coming from your tank. Like, that normally doesn't come from your tank, and usually you have to make some sort of detrimental trade-off if that's going to be the case. Like, you don't want to see your Rune Fencer in most situations use a Great Axe. You know, so just kind of keep that in mind. You don't want to see your paladin using a staff, but a ninja doesn't have to make a lot of trade offs to do that because most of it, it's hate gain generating abilities. The fact that it doesn't lose it to begin with. Ninja um, sub Sam. Yeah, you can ninja sub Sam. Uh, ninja sub Dark is actually really good too because all of the um, JAS, yeah. the smite uh, sub Dark Knight traits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, just, right. just the traits, the attack bonuses. Yep. That's nice. Very synergistic. Um, and then one thing that you almost never see, uh, but ninja has a shit ton of magic accuracy. Hachimanji has a shit ton of magic accuracy, and you can spam uh, Tachi Hiboku to chain stun. But it's not like sweet. It's not, but you have t- you're generating TP so fast, and this is coming again from your tank, a job that is normally not providing chain stun. <laughs> and in fights where where you actually can stun the mob, this is absolutely broken. Like you almost don't even need the ninja to be a tank, but in this situation, the ninja is also still a tank at the same time. That's funny because yeah, you're actually complementing your ability to you know, tank by stopping TP moves that wipe your shadows or this or that or hurt your party. That's actually, that's very niche, but it's, it's actually, if it applies to certain situations, that could be very cool to just show up with and do and be, you can be the guy. Yeah. And between your, your, you have an amazing attack rate because you're wearing like all the gear Sam would wear, plus all the gear, well, a lot of the gear that like, um, a lot of Sam with multi attack other jobs would wear. Yeah, and at the at the same token, you're also, you also still have docking. You, know, you always have TP, like you have TP before your stun wears off almost every time so like you can just sit there and just spam Habaku as long as it's not uh immune but yeah i guess once again that's not for damage it's just for you know funny stuff like agaha stun and when would you use jimpu over chi just because if it's not weak to earth but weak to wind or something of that nature that applies to yeah you you want to pay you're exactly right you want to pay attention to what the element is uh that, that you need and ninja gets more access to more hybrid elemental weapon skills than any other job it's because most of them are on katana Water, yeah, ice, most of them are on time. Dark Earth, yeah, Earth now wind on Jinpu. Um, you get uh, fire on the bow, you can close a uh, flaming arrow. You could also put on Niggling and do Red Lotus Blade. It's true, that one's straight magical, though. Yeah, but it is true. Uh, but a lot of people look at Hachimanji though, and they're like, oh, I'm just gonna use Tachikasha because that's the ambuscade weapon, and I should always use the, the associate weapon skill. And Kasha's actually really medium, but you can still provide a fusion for the savage leaders around you, though. So, you know, never undersell that. Oh, that's actually true. I didn't think of that because yeah. fusion's kind of hard you, to come you by. You don't always have to be the damage dealer. Sometimes, especially when you, when your ninja is your tank, having a crazy amount of flexibility is actually really good. And, you know, a lot of people would just go, well, on my ninja, I'm just going to use Blade Shun. But a katana isn't going to provide Agaha, and it's not going to be able to provide stuns. Um, It's not going to be able to provide, uh, uh, well, I guess you there's an argument stun that if you're opening. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you still can like if you're you can like slide it in there. <laughs> There's a lot of innuendos this episode, Fox. Play with it, slide know. it in there, see what you like. Well, Ninja is always hitting it from the back, so it's like a <laughs> thief. you'll know you're hitting it from the back when you're in. <laughs> yeah, for real. And speaking of in, um, the next weapon is uh, Karambit, and a lot of people think that Karambit is is pretty much just like a, a pup monk thing most of the time. But Ninja takes more better advantage of Karambit than those other jobs. 
um, with the exception of maybe Impetus Monks. Uh, that's actually really strong. But the dancers. But you actually carry the same idea. Uh, the dancers are fine at it. <laughs> but it's not, going, it's, it's not going to be nearly nearly the same TP rate. Um, basically, because of what Inan does, uh, you can almost guarantee that you're going to crit every hit. Um, obviously, you're not at 100% crit rate, so take what I just said with a grain of salt. But you, when, when you see it in practice, you'll know what I'm talking about. And the Karambit gives you additional TP per crit. Uh, so when you use Inan and you just stand behind the mob and you're doing like nothing but crits, you, you basically are like one rounding the mob. Like you, you're using your weapon skill and then you immediately have TP and then you're using your weapon skill. And you can use this to spam Azuran Fist if you want. Um, or if you sub Monk, you actually gain access to Raging Fists. And Ninja wears the same gear Monk wears. Ah. Yeah. So, Except Ninja can also wear Gavialis Helm. And you can also... Not Gavialis, yeah, but... Well, you wouldn't shoot well depending on what your TP is. I was going to say Mapaka Head. Oh, yeah. Mapaka Head. Because yeah, the TP absolutely. bonus for Raging Fist would be more of a weight, probably. Than Gavi. Eh, it depends. I can't say depends that. Depends on your rules, right? Because if you're if you're at 3K, um, you obviously don't need it. Um, if you're at like uh, 2.7, for example, like you can use Moonshade Ring and get much less of a, a loss and still be able to use something with better FTP transfer. And this is a weapon skill that really cares about its FTP transfer. Like it may be lower. Like it may not be as impactful, but it, it still matters. And in a situation where you can wear, you know, either additional damage per hit or you can use weapon skill damage on the first hit of the weapon skill, you're often better off trying to make sure that all of your hits average higher. So I think we need some context here because while it is amazing that Ninja gets high crit rate with in and stuff and the to get TP store TP bonus with landing crits with Karen, but it would only be for needing so Ninja being like Odyssey or something, if you're fighting a a Lamia, you need some blunt or something, or not slashing. Or skeleton. Yeah, or skeleton, you know, but not that you would want to fight skeletons. But if you were, um if you wanted to, you could actually use it on the shark. Um it'd be very potent for the shark. Yeah, that, because you have shadows to hide behind. That wouldn't be bad because you only take one monk. Yeah. I mean you wouldn't it'd be kind of dangerous to be behind the shark because I hate marine mayhem. Like no matter what it says, like your distance is it always feels like you're behind it. Something goes wrong. But I mean, if you're if you're really a boss, sure you can set up uh, you can set up shot behind it. You just got to get up in there. The the problem though, because I make this sound really good, and, it, and yeah, I was going to say. So I was going to say, if it's just for that, blunt damage, it's just for blunt damage. And at the end of the day, you're only gonna like your max potential that you're probably not going to exactly hit is going to be that of a Karambit monk or a Karambit pup. Um, and that's the, not bad. You know, it, it's not. That's bad, a lot better than it, a blue it, mage it with with freaking black halo. Yeah, but but a lot of times people, what people will do is they'll compare, well, that versus my God Hands Monk. Obviously, my God Hands Monk is going to poop all over it, and you're absolutely correct. But you're not on Ninja, you're on Monk. So, I mean, it's a, it's a whole different situation. Like, this is literally the best that that, monk, that Ninja can do, and it is still strong. But no, it's never going to be as good as a God Hands, because Ninja can't equip God Hands. I mean, it's better than trying to use Staff on Dragoon, in my opinion. Yeah. So the other jobs you'd be like, yeah, it's talked up how Dragoon gets staff and people use it for stuff. And it's great on the fly. It's the same thing here for Ninja. Your bread and butter is going to be your, what, slashing damage and, and then your Savage Blade. And between that, you can <laughs> still switch up. And I would rather be a Ninja with hand-to-hand. -hand. Well, what about the lack of martial arts? Do you like a martial arts does suck? It's slightly alleviated by Submonk. And you can also wear the Hizamari uh, Summon Plus 2. It, it actually has a reason to be worn on Ninja, along with Maki earrings. And it helps take the edge off of it. Okay, so yeah, because those earrings and the that's the ambuscade head plus two. Yeah, yeah. A those lot of times it's not a reason to wear it. What is that like thirteen, thirteen, and like fifteen yeah. or something ridiculous? That's a lot of that's a lot of martial arts. So yeah, I could see that alleviating it. 
yeah, it, it, it doesn't completely erase it. Well, yeah, I know. Though, so I guess I don't. But but you hardly notice because again, you have Dakin. Yeah, you're throwing ninja as far as while you're punching things. Is that just so. the answer to everything tonight? Accuracy, Dakin. Martial arts, Dakin. Dakin is really undersold. Um, it, it doesn't it, like when you throw it. It doesn't generate the same TP as like a normal hit would. Uh, it is slightly lower, but it does benefit from your store TP and it does benefit from enhanced accuracy boosts. So people don't gear gear with it in mind well enough. It's actually one of the weaknesses of the Impaka set. Um, is because you don't have that ranged accuracy on it, you're you're actually taking a pretty substantial hit if you decide to TP on that on Ninja, because you don't have ranged accuracy anymore, and you're giving a huge portion of your TP game. Yeah, that came up last time when we were talking about the, the new gear. We when we couldn't ignore this content any longer. <laughs> yeah, you're you're definitely a TP machine with this though. Um, if you really want to get uh, if you really want to get zesty, you can actually chain stun with Karambit too. Zesty. It, it's it's not as good. It's not as good as trying to do with a Hachimanji, but it's there. Um, but it's a solid weapon that gets overlooked a lot, and it's a very good source of damage. Uh, you're obviously not a monk, you're not a pup, but uh, you, you can still put out respectable damage with it. You know, we haven't even gotten the katanas yet, which is next, obviously, because we've covered every other weapon pretty much. But it's you've already kind of sold Ninja as a resourceful job. For something like Odyssey especially, I can't see not... I mean, it can use Savage Blade, everyone. If your warrior is using Savage Blade, then there's no reason you can't have a ninja come use Savage Blade. You're you're absolutely correct. Um, your ninja's probably going to pump out more Savage Blades. Mm-hmm. And higher TPs than, and than the warrior who often isn't capping their delay. It's really going to boil down to how quickly you can engage the mob because you're not really going to see a huge difference between the two jobs. Um, sure, your warrior is probably going to do a higher damage Savage Blade because they, they're like fencer-specific in this case a lot of the time. Um, but the ninja is going to pump out so many more savage blades that that difference in, in weapon skill damage is probably going. Uh, defensor won't matter with TP bonus offhand. Yeah, it's, a TP bonus offhand is actually superior to defensor because you're still capping delay on ninja. Yeah, and you're not generally on warrior unless you have the dancer following everywhere, or unless you're last. And if you think on about the it, time. there's a lot, a lot of jobs that kind of get stymied in the uh, in the boss fights too, where because you don't have a sub job, all of a sudden you can't get hasso or anything like that. Uh, dual wheel jobs are actually very very good at making up. For for that attack delay difference, and there's no job in the game that does it better than Ninja. That's why, outside of perhaps Ninja for Mabos, I was wondering if there was a better job than Blue Mage for Mabos. Because I know what is it, Warrior can full time Berserk now, which is obviously nice. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be but Blue gets Berserk full time too with Mage and Meditation. But but you, you run into issues on Warrior specifically in those fights because you're not really capping delay. Yeah, that's why I was but wondering that, if that makes the deck. Because that's just in my mind that makes the because I don't have the answer uh, to that. I, yeah, you need uh, like a Dragoon um, Savage Blading with the Wyvern out is going to have a, a pretty good time in there. Or a Dark Knight with Last Resort up. But, I mean, you need those, those kinds of modifiers, but Ninja Ninja doesn't care about its sub-job most of the time. You know, actually, as a job uh, for that fight specifically, having the Wyvern there as a ninth body would actually sound really nice. Because if you have nine bodies, your Wyvern should right. die and you should have... I mean, it depends, because if you're not subtle blowing and you have a lot of Kenna Pierces going off, you're going to lose the Wyvern. Well, I, I don't know. Like, the Wyvern is... If you're in the right kind of DT set, the Wyvern is already one of the most hardy pets that you have anyway. And you... If, yeah, but it's if you're using, damage. like, Spirit Bond, you're helping to absorb that. I, I know, I know. But it, it still gets reduced. Yeah. And you're, you're also, like, dividing it between your Wyvern and you, and then also your Wyvern can heal itself constantly. True with Spirit Link, but if you're using Spirit Bond there, you're gonna die. Well, you're no, I wouldn't say so. 
Well, when you're taking the extra damage, you're probably going to die because you're already getting taken down so well. Especially if Timber goes off, you're dead. Uh, with nine splits, though? Yeah, but you're still taking extra damage. The Timber takes you down low enough, probably. I don't know. I, that's actually worth experimenting on. Yeah, time. actually, yeah, I mean, or I wouldn't want to throw away a V15, but if Spirit Bond did work, yes, you wouldn't lose the Wyvern in that case. That'd hey, be... well, you, you already made your Nagling, so do you want to just go to Goon to that, then? But I wanted to do it on Blue Mage first. Oh, whatever. Yes, uh, I would also like to do it on Dragoon. That would be fancy to make a thing of. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting tangent. <laughs> yeah, because it got me thinking. I go, wait, the Wyvern's an extra body I never considered. Oh, imagine, imagine our runs with a nine-way split, as long as you don't die to uproot, man. Yeah, that could also... I know the Wyvern's very hardy. It's just uh, the extra... The constant HP dropping there could be... Anyway. Yeah. So Katanas. Katanas. Okay, so I want to set some realistic expectations for people. Um, you do you want to get your Aeonic, and you do want to make your Relic. But fortunately, those two types of weapons are probably the easiest thing that you can get, like, as far as treatments go. I love how easy an Aeonic is now. Like, for God Hands being nice, even on Pup, just the fact that it is so easy to make that now, at least in my mind, I'm sure other people will struggle, but the game keeps, in terms of Ryzen Jima, it's stuck in time, and with all this new armor and stuff and weapons that have been augments have come out, it just, Aeonics feels super easy now. So, Katanas are more of a tanking weapon, per se. So what what I see a lot of people do wrong is that even if they if they don't have like the Rima katanas, um, the, you got to remember that a katana isn't like a great katana. It's it's more like a dagger, and a lot of its weapon skills are very dagger ish in that they use like dex. Um, you need a bunch of attack, but you don't get things like thief does where you get like sneak attack and you don't get augmenting jas like well sneak attack and uh, and like dancer does. So you kind of have to temper your expectations for the damage a katana will do, especially if it's not Rima. Um, this is again where you want to push out quantity over quality. Uh, you 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 weapon skill so frequently that that generally your damage gets there. Now when you're when you're not using a Rima katana though, I'd say probably the best you can do is the Kunamitsu, which again is the um, the the tier three Odyssey katana. Uh, it's very very strong. It's generally best as an offhand, um, but it's your damage is going to be lacking. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Like you, the best case scenario is that you're using this this particular katana for blade chi, blade toe, um blade uh blade eye. Uh, you're using it for like magic based things. Um and generally it'll actually outperform Remus for that for uh for those uh those situations. So this is essentially the death knell for ninja that everyone writes it off as is because it's main weapon everyone thinks is supposed to use in every situation cuz ninja yes. use katanas always of course is this is the reason that ninja is kind of on the back burner in the community's mind is because it doesn't show up and swing its dick around with its katanas. Yeah, pretty much. And you end up with situations where you have like closed-minded ninjas who want to pull. And, and, and I mean, I say closed-minded, but I say it with love because I would like katana weapon skills to be good. Uh, and and they, they are with a huge asterisk, but they're not going to be as good as reading the room properly and being as as providing as much coverage as, as you can DPS wise for your party. Like you, you have more of a responsibility because you have more options. Like it wouldn't be acceptable for a warrior to show up to every single, like uh, every single Odyssey run and only have a great axe. Right. Obviously you, you'd expect for them to still have a shining one and you'd expect for them to have a, uh, a club. So that way they can do their blunt damage. And this is no less true for Ninja. So a lot of times ninjas are shooting themselves in the foot by saying, Oh, I'm only going to use katanas and they're, 
just not providing as much to the party as they actually could. And that helped perpetuate this awful image that Ninja has because all you see is the subpar damage, especially if they don't have a Rima and they're not doing like Shun or, or Metsu spam do you, or 10 spam with a... Uh, hey. Do you think if Blade Shun had an FTP higher than 1, it would be a lot better? Say 1.5 even? Yeah, it'd be like Resolution. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's just multiplied by 1. Yeah. That's not... I mean, Resolution's FTP is still pretty low too, but at least it gets strength and it's got other things going for it. But yeah, like the FTP on that is one and you get an attack bonus, which is neat if you're undercapped, but then you're also competing with the the idea of, hey, am I going to spam Shun or do I need to rely on crits from from He? Because Blade He is uh, is the darkness based thing that you would use in low attack uh, situations. Um, and it's very crit focused. Uh, Blade He is like uh, is like Ninja's Rudra Storm if Rudra Storm wasn't used properly <laughs> is the best way to explain that. So it, it has a lot of similarities. It's just its FTP is. It also goes up in the sky like vroom vroom. vroom, vroom. But yeah, resolution gets initially lower FTP. So the, yeah, and it also has this attack penalty on it. I remember. So yeah, but you're using a much higher base damage weapon um, most of the time, and you're you're also uh, it's also a strength based weapon skill. Yeah, yeah. Being locked into dex based weapon skills is kind of rough and. You lose out on some of your weapon ranks for not having an, a high enough F strength, which can matter because it's adding to the base damage. Yeah, what is this? A uh, Gyre Skogel is dex based on Dragoon. That's why it has such a freaking hard time being good. I wish it was strength based so it could at least be a reason to use it more or better. I mean, it's it's right there with kind of like uh, Camlin's Torment, but it, it, Camlin's ignores uh, defense and has a strength bit mod, so it's a lot better than decks and having to make a hole in the weapon skill set and everything so with, you know it'd be nice to have a nice distortion property physical like that that's not cdc or something of that nature on dragoon mm-hmm. with that weapon but they kind of screw dragoon like ninja there with the dex mod used yeah. to be agility now dex mods can work like shun is um is still an okay weapon skill and it's very good for um spam where you can add skill chain damage beneficially um, it doesn't tend to perform as well as Metsu, especially under like more buffed situations. Works great for Abyss uh, and CDC. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> for obvious uh, reasons. But, <laughs> right. But uh, the problem, and if you, if you actually just go to BG and you pull up katanas in general on BG, you can actually look at these weapon skills and you can you can just see, just based on their mods, what the problem is with ninja weapon skills. And that's that they live in this land where like, 40 40 for like if you have split mods is 40 percent 40 percent is about as high as it gets there's a couple breakouts like metsu and shun uh that have like 80 percent mods and and blade he he has an 80 percent mod also but it's unfortunately agility but they they don't have a really good mesh of um of stats to use blade 10 stands out because not only are you at least using a high f dp weapon skill like savage blade um it's very very similar to savage blade um, but it does have lower mods but at least you get strength dexes mods so you're rewarded for having a more a, a higher accuracy leaning um you know strength leaning weapon skills so you tend to get better weapon ranks out of it too um adding to your base damage because you at least come closer to f strength sometimes like yeah, again it's, it's situational it's ridiculous i want to say off the top of my head that savage plays a 5 10.5 and like a 13.5 just off the top of my head Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that could be wrong or something. It's close. But 10 here is 4.5, 11.5, 15.5. That 15.5 especially is very high. 
And it's very easy to hit now that we have uh, Mpaka's Head, uh, Moonshade, and Offhand Katana. Yeah, that's... Uh, and Heishi Shinroken. You can actually um, spam uh, Blade 10. You, you actually don't need all that TP bonus gear, because most of the time you're going to overflow faster than you would be able to put it out. Um, you can, I think you can weapon skill at 1150 TP, and it's as though it's a 3k. <laughs> So with Blade 10 outside of skill check, it's gravitation. It's actually kind of nice to be at least at level mm -hmm. 2 for this is a level 66 ninja weapon skill. Lower ones usually don't have that level 2 property. Uh, is it at least, is it something you'd spam in general? Because I know nothing, obviously. That's it's it's my go-to um, in like situations where I was, in situations where I could, where I'm buffed enough to apply a niggling, right? And I could be savage blading. Um in those situations where I need a bit more accuracy, like let's say circumstances have changed, uh, mob may have raged, mob may have more more evasion. Uh, we could be fighting the thief mob in wave three. Uh, those sort of situations um, where I need the the skill rating and the higher accuracy from a katana, but I don't want to lose out on all the damage I'm doing. Uh, Blade ten can step in for that mob, and you basically lose less returns using this, even though it's not as powerful as Savage Blade. So. With Blade 10 and how much TP you can get, and you could always, of course, make scaling rules of TP taking off your gear for other pieces of gear for especially Ninja here would be, sounds especially important to get extra damage. But would there be reason even to use Shun then outside of skill training if you have 10? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times if you're using a full party of trusts, a Shun is actually really good. Um, or Shun. Uh, because you're not getting all the attack buffs you normally would. Like you're not capping PDIF. So you're getting a. a a bigger boost towards making sure that you get all your damage multipliers and getting closer to PDF cap than you would otherwise. And in a, in a world where we get enough uh, physical damage limit plus gear on uh, on Ninja that isn't just malignants, because I mean, sure, you can cap PDF on uh, uh, on Ninja with enough buffs. Uh, in malignants, it's just a little harder because it doesn't really have any attack. Uh, Shun actually pushes that further because of the attack boost that you would get on top of being an FTP replicating weapon skill. So there's a point where Shuns can actually be very strong if you can take advantage of PDL, um, because it, it helps get you even closer. It just isn't always going to... It, like, it's it's extremely situational where that would take place as well. Hmm. Like, it, it's it's never... Like, because you would also have to, like, land all your, your hits, which, of course, gets worse, as we know, with, like, resolution, those kind of weapon skills. Um, it, there, there's, there's a lot going on with that one where, where it could be strange. But that's one of the best-case scenarios where Shun is really good when you're underbuffed, and Shun is really, really good if um, you are trying to abuse PDL in some way. Any situations that stand out for you for those two? Like using Shun over 10 or just using... I mean, because I'm trying to get a picture here. I tend to not, actually. But being a dex-based weapon skill, like it has decent accuracy. So if you need to make sure that you're also consistently doing skill chains in that same kind of situation... Um, like if it's, Let's say I'm soloing Omen bosses, right? Uh, I usually do that on Ninja, and Shun and Metsu are my go-tos for that because they're they're very high dex mod weapon skills. And um, this doesn't, of course, lend to the PDL argument. But if I have trusts, I, I want to make sure that I'm I'm hitting as often as possible, and make sure I get my skill chain damage going. And depending on what element I need to be at dark or light, you know, you want to make sure that that you're just adding as much damage together as possible. And in those kind of situations where you're low buff, um, Shun is actually really strong because you're not getting buffs to begin with. And because it's a multi-hit attack like that, you often aren't like missing your opening skill chain, and it's also its own closing skill chain. It's got a lot of um, autopilot utility when it comes to being able to just use it by itself, especially if you have the Aeonic. 
Yeah, Ninja doesn't look like I was going to say sculpturing with yourself would be a much better route overall if you could multi-step, but yes. it looks like you kind of get screwed here. You can, Fusion is very nice on Shun. Otherwise, it looks like you're stuck here with Gravity. You're not using Kamu. I mean, stuff like that. So it looks like you could do a distortion no. with what is... So, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, blade, you're nailing it. Blade um, Cision here, so... It'd be Blade Kuda, Blade Retsu. And Blade Retsu actually has a really good Paralyze if you can land it. So that's actually a very strong Paralyze effect. It's better than the Ninja's magic, actually. Blade Retsu always felt pretty strong as a like level 15 Ninja running around versus other weapon skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it hasn't scaled well with time. It has like a 1 FTP, so it it's does. not super great. Yeah. But at least you can get your distortion stepping that way. And a, this is another benefit to having a Kikoku um, over other options also. Is that, yeah, your fragmentation option usually really sucks with uh, Kamu. And I mean, it's made a little bit better if you have the Mythic, because then at least Kamu can do somewhat okay damage uh, because of the boost the Mythic provides it specifically. But Blade Metsu is darkness and fragmentation. Yeah. So you nice. can actually you can actually make very powerful light and dark skill chains um, with a Kokoku, whereas like Blade Shun is locked mostly to um, uh, well, at least stepping wise. Uh, is locked mostly to to the light side of things. I mean, you have Blade He with with both of them, but doing darkness to darkness He's is not always where you want to be. It, it's generally it generally doesn't perform as well as as uh, as Metsu does. Yeah. So Ninja, while it looks a little arduous to get that light there or darkness there with that extra step of uh, using that second weapon skill you get on Ninja ever, <laughs> uh, right. you do get some nice options here to then you know, level one to level one distortion. And there's a lot of gravitation options here. And then you can close it off with the relic there to do double darkness. Yeah. Magic Absolutely. bursting all the way along, right? Yeah, you can. Um, you you actually can be alone. If, if, yeah, if you're multi-stepping alone, you actually can magic burst all along. Is this a docking uh, thing again? Yeah. Ninja, Ninja generates TP, I think faster than any other job in the game. Even universal cooldown that last step. Yeah. Absolutely. Huh. Um, you, you might have, difficulty getting like your fifth or sixth step in if you're going real deep because those have to happen pretty quickly so you'll probably miss like step six or step five. I was only thinking to step four because it becomes in my mind since I've never played ninja it becomes very hard to maintain after even four. It does yeah and really you're if, if you're going to like step five and six and you're not an omen trying to hit an objective you're you're honestly just styling on the mob at that point yeah. you're just showing off. So it sounds yeah. like a job that gets good skill chain capability there which if you utilize that to its full potential sounds very nice with your TP. Yeah speed. You're right, but what a lot of people, what it'll turn them off to is um, it's a lot of like level ones and level two uh, skill chains that you you have to know how they 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 combine to make the level twos. Well, same with Dragoon here. So you got to use um, that's why I said decision and transfiction was the first thing I looked for or transfiction decision. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, um, and that that's uh, that distortion piece is is it, just like Dragoon. That distortion piece is pretty big for ninja. It's too. crucial. Like, yeah, because you don't get a distortion because, weapon skill. Yeah, because I mean you. You can make the distortion, and then you can change it up and do the fusions on it. Like you can close the shun on top of that, and you get your fusion. And then, like you can do, um, like uh, blade ten and close gravitation on, on top of that. And then you can do metsu and close fragmentation. You can just start going around in circles Unfortunately, um, until you hit until you hit distortion again. Unfortunately, it looks like blade Ku sucks though for doing that darkness. Thirty percent strength uh, dex, FTP one point two five, accuracy varies with TP. That's got nothing going for it. Delivers an attack comprised of five hits, so it's five hits of 1.25 FTP with low mods, this, and no extra TP scaling. This weapon skill has its FTP transfer 
for across all hits. Okay, okay, okay. It's replicating, okay. And then plus 60% damage from Gokutai. So, yeah, I was going to say the evisceration rules are going to apply here, even though it's, yeah, that's nice. So it is on the lower end. I was going to say, it's um, but it, if you're if you're a non-Rima ninja, though, and that's actually a good point you made. It's like, well, what the hell is Ku doing? Ku is actually pretty strong for a ninja that doesn't have Rima, and you you should get your Gokutai anyway because you're, which is your Ambuscade Katana, uh, because you're going to use it as an offhand eventually. Um, one of the most powerful combinations is actually using Kunimitsu Gokutai and spamming uh, hybrid weapon skills that just do crazy amounts of damage if you're buffed properly. That's actually the, the weapon combination you would want in that situation. And um, and if you're a new ninja, you might as well get that as, as, your, as your main damage weapon because it's going to perform better than a lot of the other katanas you're using. So, uh, you know, it becomes a problem, though, because I've mentioned, like, almost every fucking ambuscade weapon in, in this uh, in this podcast. So it's far. not hard to make. Them. And a lot of times it's not. And people just need to get over that. Like, you just go kill the tier three behemoth. You're already on ninja. I'm, you can probably do it. So I first doubted you when you said ninja is a big learning mechanic, a uh, steep learning mechanic here. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, no, I can't remember all the pup attachments. What, what does this one do again for magic bursting? Is that the amplifier? You know, <laughs> the devil is the there's the weapon combination. Yes, yeah, it, it just seems like there's point. so many ways that you would need to. Well, this kind of sucks, but if I had this weapon, I can do this better in this situation. It's like oh, there's a lot of it's like a mm-hmm. like an old what is that that ninja sort of what is it? It's like this weird old timey ancient like lockbox of varying codes or it's like a codex or whatever of it was like a ninjutsu whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a history it, it, well, thing. It's honestly, it's like warrior. I don't know. Ninja warrior seems so, a lot more so straightforward than, than ninja. Well, warrior gets a lot of options, and the more options you bring to the party with a warrior, the stronger your warrior is going to be. Well, if you take Especially if you if take away the weapon option, weapon options for warrior, it doesn't have like worrying about these various even just katanas alone. There's more variance there than a warrior. I think would have with just a great axe. Yeah, it's and it's true. A warrior is going to put out damage a lot more easily. But I, I would never try to sell Ninja on just being a damage dealer itself. I just want to make sure people are aware that it can actually deal damage. You just have to analyze it and not just be one of those smooth brains that just apply the same strat to everything. You know, our Ninja episode, even though it was the last episode of... No, it was the second episode. The third one was Paladin. Um, it was one of the last episodes of our horrible audio has been consistently one of the most listened to episodes. It's number two still, I think, which is just really <laughs> weird to me. So assuming everyone gets past the first musings of our we're two guys, you have to deal with who we are before you get to the content you for some reason want. Uh, this could, you know, it's, it sounds just very, very ninja informative in a way I never thought it would have been. So I'm happy. Oh, God, what are these crackpots going to say about ninja? Oh my god, ambuscade weapon! So, <laughs> um, we're, we're almost at the point where we can talk about tanking, and that's where I mentioned like, katanas like the Suru, uh, which is one of the most, uh, it's actually one of the weapons I was most excited for when Odyssey came out. Um, it's a tanking katana, and I'm going to start talking about tanking stuff, and one thing that, that people should realize before we go into tanking is that I don't have a Fudo Masamune, uh, and I've never had one, and I've never needed one, and I've tanked content that people say that ninja can't tank so usually when people like naysay ninja is a tank i get really really fucking confused and it's just mostly because i've done it and never had a problem so if people can provide me feedback as to where their shortcomings are please let me know because i want to know what i'm doing differently that that makes it so easy because tanking on ninja is probably one of the easiest things but it's really stressful because if you fuck up you die 
Yeah, so Fudo Masamune, for those who don't know, is the SU5. I assume you mean Path C here of Ninjutsu yes. Recast, time minus 25%, Emity plus 10 for every Utsusemi Shadow on. Yes. So that's nice. It's like an extra crusade on your crusade on your crusade because Yonin, the ninjutsu that I don't know the name of, <laughs> yeah. and then this. Yeah, when you when you when you've suited yourself up with your crusade turducken. <laughs> turducken. I've got my crusade inside my crusade inside my crusade. Well, the Fudo Masamune actually has like, an incredible amount of enemy. It's like plus seventy when you have all your shadows and you make an action. Yeah, but on top of Yonin and on top of your what is it plus twenty or thirty for your ninjutsu? Because crusade's thirty. Uh, thirty. So hundred. How much is uh, Yonin? 50? Uh, Yonin is also 30 and decays to 10. Okay. But so you can constantly reapply it. Uh, okay. So we'll, we'll call it 15. Sure. So you already have 115. It just seems like you should be able to have Emini gear to cap that out. So you're, it seems like you're capping Emini just with, you know, it seems like how much gear could you possibly need at that point? The Ninja. I don't know what Ninja has for Emini gear. So uh, maybe it's, maybe, yeah. So Ninja. Ninja gets enmity, and it gets a pretty good amount of enmity in every single slot except the head. The head is a weakness, um, and honestly, you can just put in like fast cast head um, for you know more more, more consistent casts. Uh, you know, if, if it's in your mid cast, especially for something like Tsusemi, I'll touch on that in a bit. The, the more frequently you can cast, it's the same reason that a paladin wants to wear fast cast in their flash sets, um, because if you're casting flash more often, you're netting more enmity over time. So it's not always about just a bunch of plus enmity. The cool thing about Ninja, though, is that while a lot of jobs have to consider what's in their mid-cast, um, the toggles for Ninja are a little bit different if you want to go that deep, because you can usually cast with Reckless Abandon. Wow. You're already being protected by your own shadows. We just established if you fucked up, you die, so maybe a yes. little bit of coverage. So so I what I call Reckless Abandon probably isn't Reckless Abandon for a lot of people, but um, you can actually get away with really greedy enmity sets on Ninja, and you're not punished nearly as heavily for it because you're already protected by your own shadows. And that's where that's where I say, like, if you fuck up, you die. Because, yeah, you can have it like that, or you can even dial back on the enmity, and, and you can sit at, like, Runefencer or Paladin levels of enmity, like plus 140 or so, and still have DT in your sets. So it, it's really up to you. Um, personally, if I had a Fudo, uh, I would probably just go for this trait plus 200 at all times because that's really easy to achieve. I was going to say, how much are you really missing here? Was it 50? Because my rune fencer doesn't even cap 200. I, so I sit at about 150 normally. And again, I don't have a, a Fudo. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's, you know, comparable or higher than what my rune's pushing out, especially if you throw DT gear in the mix. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing more than like 100 ish enmity plus on rune. I know I have more abilities that are a higher number, which is what my next point I wanted to originally get into, but I wanted to set up first was, um, <laughs> you know, ninjutsu. Uh, enmity isn't that lower like it's higher than foil but it's it's still lower you don't have these high spike abilities so even without that extra 50 would this be a case of quantity over quality here that is better for ninja to spam or yes and plus it protects yeah, you so that, yeah i mean that's almost the ninja theme is, is it's quantity over quality like you're just doing as many actions as you can um i did a write-up once upon a time on uh Utsusemi, I compared it directly to foil, actually, because it's a it's a self buff that um, that Runefencer is known for, and it's generally used to to pull to pull hate or establish hate on things, and it's used frequently throughout a fight. It's like the mainstay of Rune Enemy generation, right alongside um, Flash and Stun and stuff like that. But what I wanted to compare was what a job had access to straight across. So like a ninja can sub Runefencer and get Flash. A ninja can sub Dark Knight and, and get Stun and stuff like that. So Obviously, I wasn't going to take like 
the regular comparisons and compare them side by side like that because it just doesn't make any sense to. Uh, what I care about is the job specific tools and how they stack up against each other, if that makes sense. It does because, I mean, I don't know how Ninja Can't Hold Hate is still the theme. Back in the day, Ninja Can't Hold Hate was a very big theme because it couldn't. It didn't have tools to, but now Ninja has those tools and if it has support, it can get refreshed and just have the same tools other jobs do in, in much of the same respect. Because Provoke is garbage, as we know. I mean, it's not garbage, but it's just, I don't find it it's worth having. So so it all it all really boils down to Yonin. And I'll talk about the cons of Yonin later, but Yonin is one of the most powerful job abilities when it comes to tanking in the game. And what I'm going to explain about how Ninja builds hate comes at no trade-off because of how Yonin works and how a ninja if done properly, will bleed less hate than a paladin because you're just not ever losing CE. Like you, you will lose CE from like, like being enfeebled, which is really minor. Or like if all of your shadows get wiped at once and you take some damage, you'll lose some CE too. Um, but you'd be surprised what kind of builds you can make that offset it. And I'll talk about those too. But if we're going to talk about direct comparison of Utsusemi to uh, Foil, uh, know that Foil at about 140 enmity is about 212, or I'm sorry, 2,112 VE and 768 CE, and it has a 9-second cooldown. And the cooldown itself is really, really important because if you look at just a single cast of Utsusemi, um, the value is only 1440 VE and 480 CE. So it looks like it's about, about half as strong-ish, maybe about three-quarters as strong as um, a single foil. Um, but if you average the recast of all Utsusemis, you get about a nine second cooldown. And what's important is that you're already going to be using your two semis to shield yourself anyway. And if you cast three two semis in the same window that you're waiting on the recast for full oil on, which, is, which isn't a tall order, you actually generate twice the enmity at the end of the day that a rune would in that same cycle. And in terms of meleeing, depending on the situation and, and the gear and the things, all things, mm -hmm. you know, their own beast there, depending on ninjas auto attacking there it could be in a better position to have higher melee ce than a paladin or a rune fencer is more of the apt comparison because rune can still put out some pretty good weapon skills while tanking as it does so it's also possible your CE that's actually that, that's a good point and that's where a lot of people think that a ninja would have to do damage or something to hold hate and stuff and used to and you want to keep that in mind like if if that's part of that fight like if that if that's part of how you have to spike hate at the start of the fight too, and by all means start that fight out in a nagling with uh and in, in use savage blade or, or start it with whatever your best weapon skill would be, so that way you can start out ahead or on pace with everybody while while you're using these CE actions because CE a cumulative enmity trying to build that to its cap is a lot more important than the volatile enmity because almost all the the actions in this game provide volatile like that's happening all the time like. Maintaining your CE on top of, you know, constantly regenerating your VE is actually what allows a tank to be a tank. And this gets it in spades. Um, the difference is, is that while a Paladin has to get hit for zero or a Rune Fencer has to get hit for zero in order to maintain it, a Ninja is almost guaranteed to get hit for nothing because you've evaded the attack completely with your shadows. And while Yonan is up, you do not bleed CE when you lose a shadow. So it's just something you want to look at. Like, a, I, I don't really understand the whole, you know, Ninjas can't hold hate thing either because I think it's very antiquated and it's kind of like just one of those yeah. white guys can't jump kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the main thing that you're 
you're missing out on is that your DPS will be lower when you're using tank katanas, because if you're using a Fudo-Suru combination, um, or even a Suru-Shuan-Sadamune uh, uh, combination, which both of those katanas, these are all enmity katanas and tanking katanas. Um, if you're using those, you're not putting out very good weapon skills generally, and they're not even really built for hybrid weapon skills because they don't have a lot of magic damage. But so you're like really leaning on your enemy generating tools. Like this is your traditional tanking setup. Um, if you really want to, you can hybridize that with the gear that Ninja has, and you can use like a Nagling or, or any of your other um, katanas, like your Rima katanas, and you can use that plus Suru and still get like some enmity out of it while also maintaining some of your offensive ability. But you have to think in that kind of situation, it's probably better to shift into that, that once you're closer to CE cap, because you will want to cast as frequently as possible to stay ahead of your DDs. It's like it would seem you, you, it would seem that Ninja, as long as it's maintaining its CE, gets the best ability to control that hate, because if it can maintain its CE better than a rune or paladin in an instance, which I don't play the job, I can't speak to that, you would know more. It, it has better ability to keep its VE higher as just a function of playing the job, as opposed to the other yes. ones having to use other VE spikes just to, you know, as an extra tool. You're already using shadows, so. Yeah, uh, Ninja Dark gets a lot of uh, a lot of tools like that. You actually don't need to, to do damage. Um, that's, that's probably the biggest thing. In, in fact, in, in the example I use most often, because uh, I always talk about the Halfus thing, and people... People have even requested that I put out a video on Alphys, which is never going to happen, guys. Just apply it and learn for yourself. It I wouldn't have a problem with going um, through that one. I actually you. spend, <laughs> I actually spend the first half of the fight savage blading Alphys with the monk. Oh, the monk is obviously doing like howling fist or victory smite or whatever. But um, I actually spend the first half of the fight fighting, and the second half of the fight, I actually switch my katanas out to tanking katanas. I turn around and I back tank it, and I just use Utsu semi and flash. Um, or stun, depending on what sub job I am, to hold hate from there. I think that's the that's most all you have to do. The most you know shocking thing about Ninja is applying it in that way where people don't think about the mechanics because they don't know Ninja, and then in that situation itself, which essentially turns the mob into easy mode, I suppose. Uh, the mechanics of the job they don't know about are so shocking. It's like oh, the Ninja can just turn around and do nothing and keep hate by casting shadows. <gasps> it's like you know that's that's an astounding thing to do your job and to do nothing else besides cast shadows and that the monk go to town. It's it's so amazing to people that of course yeah you'd want to see a video on that. But if you understand this whole conversation, you don't need the video. Yeah, and I mean I, I would say that the only job that really unless you blow like all your one hours and stuff because rune pincher can sort of do it too that way um but paladin has the best chance of keeping hyper buffed uh, dds off of people because of how you can initiate a fight with uh divine emblem and sentinel um you spike your 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 hate really high for starters on that um but most of the time like if you have a hyper buff dd like even those other tanks are going to lose hate occasionally and i'm not saying that ninja doesn't lose hate either but ninja does a great job of getting it back it um, seems like it's in a better position hit, to do it yeah, it's basically in a better position. Like, if those people get hit, they're going to bleed CE also, and hopefully they're responsible and they get their DTP sets on, like like you would with any other tank around, right? Uh, but the but the difference is is that while that that other DD may have climbed ahead of Ninja, Ninja generally doesn't lose hate because it's lost CE from taking a big hit or something in, like, a weird set, which can happen, especially with, like, Rune Fencers nowadays. Um, and again, nothing wrong with Rune Fencers. Rune, just, that's Rune's got shitty. I, I worked in those sets. It's got bad enmity yeah. mid. It's got bad enmity gear. Really bad enmity gear. So Rune gets beat up pretty bad in those mid chaos. And Ninja has the same enmity gear, more or less, but it hides behind shadows while it does it, and it doesn't bleed hate. So you're not necessarily 
necessarily having to catch back up to that DD. All you have to do is simply continue, and they'll they'll lose hate, and you don't because you're you have Yonin. And most of this conversation sounds great, but again, it all hinges on Yonin. So in situations where you don't want to tank on Ninja are situations where you're going to get like a full dispel and you can't maintain Yonin full time. That actually is very, very hard uh, to tank. And most of the time you'll lose hate pretty frequently. You still can gimp your way through it, but it's not going to be nearly as consistent as being able to full time it. So keep that in mind. Like master spells are, are pretty rough. And they, but you can't tank everything. Or they're rough every on everything, too. you know. Yeah. And there, there aren't many fights where there are completely full dispel. Um, and a lot of times in fights, your dispels are like on hit. Like it's usually like a multi hit weapon skill, takes off some debuffs and stuff. So you got to remember that a ninja is going to blink this stuff that comes into physical contact with a rune fencer or a pal. So a lot of times you can you can actually break those kinds of fights. Uh, one that, that comes to mind is the um, the Q Trub Ambuscade with the, with the death attacks. Um, he gets that multi hit dispel uh, TP move. Ninjas almost never get dispelled by that because you absorb every one of those hits and you don't lose any any of your buffs. So you want to keep those sort of things in mind. So... And I mean... <laughs> I was going to say, what's next? What's on there? What's that? I was going to say, what's next? Uh, well, I, I kind of wanted to put put the sandwich together where we've done a lot of stuff with evasion nowadays. Oh, yes, it's a great Ninja's also already very good at evasion. And if you have a source of refresh in your party, you can actually... Blue Mage or sub Dark Knight on Ninja and establish hate on, on pulls. So, like, you can actually pull for Odyssey doing evasion type strats, but a ninja is actually going to be able to hold hate phenomenally because of how it can build enmity with Utsusemi. So, um, if you're, if you're, if you're going to try like any kind of evasion based strat or anything, just have your bard, Pianissimo, some, some Mambos onto the ninja. Ninja doesn't even really need to deal damage and they're going to be able to hold those fetters or those mob pulls for you without any real issue. So go ahead and give them a try in Odyssey, especially with all their different weapon types. Um, you'd be surprised what you can pull off. Uh, also, for the times you are getting hit, um, remember that uh, that you not only have Impaka set, which is uh, very high defense and has um, very good uh, very good evasion and, and, and things like that. You also have Malignance on on Ninja, and a lot of times you can idle in plus one hundred enmity at about three k TP, if not more. So you're already meeting the criteria a lot of tanks look for for mitigating um, CE loss when you actually absolutely have to take damage. Uh, you also get access to a version of Batuta that is slightly better bit than Batuta in the sense that every single time you parry, it's like getting a mini provoke, and that's Issa Kagan. Um, that is actually a really, really powerful tool for for being able to, to build enemy a pitch or tank something like 100 Fists or multiple mobs at once. Uh, you can pop Issa Kagan and you parry basically everything, and every single one of those parries spikes your uh, spikes your hate by quite a bit, especially if you're in an idle set that has plus enemy in it. It's a pretty crazy ability. Uh, but yeah, tanking. Um, yeah, I don't mean to beat you into the ground with that, but uh, <laughs> or, but there's a lot going on there that people don't understand. And well, you know, yeah, I could, I could probably do an entire episode on just tanking ninja. Honestly, what the fucking Vana deal is a tank, Fox? <laughs> right. Um, and for, for those that haven't realized by this point, uh, I spend most of my time tanking content. So it's a good um, way to spend I, it. Or I'm a healer or I'm a healer, but I, I'm, I've tanked on like all the jobs. Um, so I, that's where this experience is coming from. I have an Epio rune. I just completed Burt Gang on Paladin. And honestly, so Ninja is just completely backbreaking when it comes to content. Like it just destroys content when it can be broken in half like that. So 
are there things that people generally tank that you can think of off bat here that would be better set up for a ninja uh, to tank over the typical everyone shouts for rune or paladin? So a lot of yeah. ambuscades, I imagine, is no, because ninja's probably not going to excel. We probably didn't talk about the, the drawbacks of ninja tanking. He's not going to excel at multiple mobs, for sure. Ongo. Yeah, I was thinking Mabose as well to limit TP gain Mabose. or, you know, to not die from Kenna Pierce with your uh, tree trunk icon. I forget the name. Megawari. Yeah, the tree trunk icon. The little tree. I love, uh, yeah, I love that icon. Ninja, ninja can actually tank all of the V3 stuff very well. I, I really needed a chance to try it, but I'm also tied with the only other person who's a ninja in our group who who has like all the support jobs. So we almost always have to be learn support. So this is a kind of a weird situation where before I could I used to not be able to play Beastmaster because nobody cared about Beastmaster. Now I can't play ninja because I'm just literally needed on jobs that buff people. And I would I, it would be perfectly fine to bring ninja in these situations. It's just the opportunity isn't there because of our group composition. The unfortunately the Discord server tonight is just constantly dropping out of audio. I'm watching the bar go to red constantly. It sucks. Oh, am I dropping a lot? Well, there's you and then there's a Discord server. They're both combining, but it's not, it shouldn't be debilitating, but it's it's certainly inconvenient. Hopefully it's not too bad. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It's like, there, there's a lot of good points here on this tanking thing that people really need to know about. But oh well. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's about it for tanking, unless you had any other questions about it. No, just like uh, word, like besides a, uh, multiple mobs, are there certain sorts of, I guess magic would be something you want to ruin for because ninja's not going to take magic nearly the same. It's going to wipe shadows. Oh, ninja can absolutely take multiple mobs. Well, depending on how many mobs. What the fuck was that? I mean, yes. Did you hear that? Uh, it, it, I mean, it's going to depend on your buffs, but I mean, you, you can hyper buff a ninja for evasion. Um, you can also, is a Keegan tank him in the corner? And then depending on how good your DT set is, like depending on what kind of damage is incoming, um, the Mpaka set should have enough defense on it for you to cap your DT and, and still have a, a pretty good evasion slash parry rate as well on top of the shadows you could cast. Like you could actually, you can actually get by with, with doing that. I mean, you'll bleed more CE than the ideal situation, but you can still get away with tanking. It just depends on what your DDs are as well in that situation too. The cat ran into the wall. That was that loud bang. <laughs> Not like face first, but kind of just like, uh, off the wall. Yeah, you do you. So yeah, I mean, saying a like multiple mobs something in general is disingenuous. I mean, I'm talking when you have five ads on you and your your shadows are going and 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 well, yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's there's situations where a rimfencer is probably gonna do that a bit better, unless you have buffs to do it. Like if you just get your mambos, you'll be fine. We need to do Mambos and Ambuscade now. That's what we it's need. All Bards yeah. have trouble giving tank-specific songs, and I don't know why, because it's their fucking job. Well, but it's, it's it's not in their macro. Like they can't watch YouTube and hit that macro if they. Oh man, we did. I know, I know we talked about it in the in the Bard episode, but just the fact that the cat's running off the door now. <laughs> it, run, it, <laughs> it runs into the door and does a backflip off the door. I don't. So I outside of talking, I lost my train of thought here. It left the station and left me behind. Uh, you know, we talked about that in the Bard episode where they just don't give other people songs. I don't know why. They get all these great songs and they get pianissimo and just, just use them. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a human being playing a Bard, it should be no issue. I don't think people know to ask for them, too. I guarantee you there's ambuscades we get where the ninja can throw on a Mambos and evade everything and we'll just laugh at shit and we're not doing it yet like we are the content and we need to do it just because it must Absolutely. be done. 
Yeah, because I mean, Ambuscade really just tops out at like level 139 anyway, and we're already evading mobs at level 139 in our current yes, strats. So I don't see hard. why we wouldn't be able to just... Yeah, we, we should be able to do it without issue. I mean, there are going to be situations where the mobs are artificially more accurate, and I mean, you'll just have to play that one by ear, but we should actually try to use these strats more because there, there are situations where you may not even need to bring a healer as long as you have like meds and stuff like that, or or even just a strict healer. Like you can have the red mage fulfill what a white mage is going to do, assuming people have meds or even bards of white mage um, can heal the party just fine because the ninja is receiving all of the no damage that it's getting. I bet you I could go in on blue with mambos and tank stuff, especially having orcish counter stance on too for the fun of it. I oh, bet yeah. you I could go into ambuscades as blue and evade and tank and occultation and everything would be kind of hilarious as opposed to, honestly, the way we're doing it now, sometimes it's frankly flat out dangerous to go in there and get beat up by certain <laughs> things like head snatch uh, yeah. against your rune fencer. Not that you, I don't know if you can evade head snatch, but the mob's not getting as much TP from hitting you as well, not having as many head snatch. I mean, they probably also have regain, so it doesn't apply there, but just certain physical moves can do damage to you. In, in ambuscade that you don't need to be taking as much also what you want to consider is a lot of times we're applying like, like our evasion strats to blue mages and a ninja's in a whole nother realm of evasion it's right up there with thief and dancer yeah i know it's kind of caught in a weird awkward spot where it doesn't get the evasion bonus traits does it it should i think so i'm bg'ing that one it does not which is okay. why it's in that weird thing where blues is like a C or C minus and ninjas is what, like a B plus or an A minus? I gotta type an evasion now. Ninja should be an A. I, I thought it was higher, like an A. That should be. Uh, but of course, this Ninja's is an A, high. yeah. So the difference between blue at 368 and ninja at 417, but that 368 to 417, you get. It's like 45 evasion. Yeah, but on Blue Mage, you get an extra 48 evasion pretty easily. Yeah, from traits, if you set them all. Yeah. That's well, actually what I If you set them all, you get the 60. So you're getting we're getting 60 in, in uh, Odyssey because we're setting all of them because it's not hard to set all of them. So Yeah, and that's actually one of the things that's a detriment for me is I actually set quite a bit of them, uh, more so than normal. And that's why I have a little bit easier time evading things uh, when I'm doing it. Um, oh, I set them all too. Well... But either way, like a ninja doesn't have to set specific things to do it. It just starts out with a very high evasion. Yeah, that's true. But that's part of Blue Mage. It's only 20 points here. It's two threes, a six and an eight. So it's four spells to get 60 evasion. It's not bad. I'm just I'm not trying to yeah, yeah. be little ninja's evasion here. I'm just saying it's, you know. Well, yeah, but I, I what I'm trying to what I'm trying to compare is that if you're already starting out like ahead of a lot of the strats that that would that you would use like you, you have to go out of your way to set evasion that high and that actually doesn't occur to everyone to do that like a lot of times they're still going to go into those unless someone tells you to set evasion they're they're gonna they're gonna go in there on the blue mage they're gonna do really well on like the first two floors but they're not gonna have the rest of the traits set that you need for the higher floors or or try to take advantage of things like like i do like when i'm sub rune i use a sword play uh to raise my evasion that's nice too yeah yeah like you you can do other things too and like ninja can also do this and you start out pretty much ahead of the game without having to sacrifice any part of your build to do so. Like, you, you don't have to, like, set these extra things. Um, and while a blue mage would be perfectly fine trying to do the exact same thing, um, you're just already equipped with these tools to do that. And I think that's where, like, a job like Thief, for example, um, kind of falls behind, to where the Thief can hold the mobs just like a Puppet Master can hold mobs, right? But it can't necessarily tank the mobs because it doesn't have a way of, 
of having those onboard tools to be able to do yeah so. blue mage lacks the enmity tools and the enmity gear and the enmity boost from the crusades and abilities and anything to actually i'm not saying it's viable as tanking but just the fact that i could go in there and on ads i could definitely hold hate until we go to fight them yeah. and at that point the blue would have to be doing damage and competing with damage to actually keep up there but yeah. it was just the fact that you could get with just with 12 points uh, which isn't a lot of points uh it pretty much equal evasions of ninja was kind of nifty to my my it is it is nifty and also when you approach something like that you have to decide well what does my group actually need like do can my dds absorb damage because there are situations where even though you have less enemy on blue and this is what i've shown when i go like blue sub rune and odyssey runs um i'm only trying to build hate on stuff to keep it off the mages like i don't care about the the dds who are equally buffed like i am like they're they're obviously there to take care of themselves um i'm making sure that the focus of everything around me does doesn't come off of me through like a random like your forecast or, or something like that uh, or even you know another blue mage using a like a, an aoe or race gun or something like that i'm making sure that like the little things don't pull hate off and that's still useful like that's still enough of a tanking role to get by in some content and that's the kind of content where you can bring someone who can absorb some enmity but you don't necessarily need to tank so i mean you don't need a full-blown ninja in there doing those sorts of things it can fulfill that role uh, because it's equipped to do so but a, a blue mage is gonna be able to do the exact same thing well enough it's those situations where you have, like an ambuscade, where you have to actually keep those mods off your DDs. That's where a ninja's going to shine a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Because you're going to have better enmity tools. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I don't know if every DD thinks they're a glass cannon is the ideal way to be. Or maybe there's a Corsair that dies because yeah. Corsair dies because that's what Corsair does. Everyone loves Corsair's DPS until that Corsair is the first one on the floor. Always. Well, almost you always. Slapped in the mouth. Yeah. The, the Corsair got looked at wrong and it died while everyone else was fighting. Yeah. But it gets niggling a DP. Um, so. Niggling strong. It's just different jobs are used differently. Sometimes your job is a glass cannon and it just explodes. So do we get to the magic damage yet? Or are we still in the tanking yeah. section? No, I'm, I'm good with tanking. I'm sure people have heard enough about tanking. And the magic damage part is... Well, tanking seems more straightforward. straightforward. We know Ninja can tank and we know it doesn't need the SU-5. Because I don't want to say Fudo, whatever the hell it is. Because um, I don't want to say Fudo, I think something else. Yeah. Well, I, I think people need to hear more about the tanking aspect of it because it's not it, it's sold a really short bill of service on that. Yeah. Um with the with the community mindset and hearing it from a ninja who has actively done these things is probably important, especially when it's come from like a reasonable point of view. Because I'm not trying to say like ninja's the best tank. I'm just I'm just letting people know where it fits. You're not fanboying or trying to inform. Yeah, because I, I, I play all the tanks. Like I, I just like tanking. So is there and, more of a place that Ninja should insert itself in the community and in strategies and in people's groups that they're setting up because they don't know to include Ninja? Is there certain ways that Ninja should be injected or injecting itself or included that it's not right now that it would stand out and shine as besides Qtrib Ambuscade or something? Or what are, what are people missing that they can make the most of a Ninja that they're not is what I'm asking. In groups where you have... Um a static knowing not not a static group per se but if you know the people you're playing with and what buffs are going to provide and like you can kind of anticipate what's needed for the fight it's actually very safe to bring a ninja um especially if you can talk to the bard and get the right buffs from the bard um you can make sure that you're haste capped uh, ninja absolutely needs to be haste capped um it, uh, in, ninja can actually be inserted into a lot of content and i would have actually loved to tank a lot of our odyssey content on ninja because i'm pretty sure i wouldn't even have to change jobs i'm pretty sure i could go ninja to every single thing we do including the farm but again we lose the support role there but for people listening 
if they have an engine and they, they've put forth the effort to get it geared, they can actually perform like this as long as they approach content intelligently. Because I, I, I don't see any issue with Odyssey and, and Ninja. I think Ninja is actually probably one of the better tanks for it. Part of the reason I enjoy Thief so much is because it has such a low floor. But if you put a lot of work and investment and knowing how to use your tools and just, you know, not forgetting, as all thieves tend to do, that you have collaborator or an emergency accomplice to just take that enmity and the unique tools it has that people neglect because they just want to hit Rudra Storm. I, I enjoy that job the way it is because it's not a job you think to invest in, but it really shines in certain way situations and can really kind of force its way into content when you invest in it. I think Ninja's the same way. And in the way that I enjoy Thief, I think is much more of a basic element of being able to understand investment equals reward for something you like. Ninja goes even further in, hey, you got more investment to make? And, you know, if you make yeah. that investment to me, it sounds like the same way that there's so many shitty thieves everywhere. They give thief like this, it's a terrible DD, it can't do anything <laughs> sort of yeah, stigma. Dude. If you have a really good thief, like Melfina's thief when we did a, a run together, one or two runs, either way, um, they were using nagling and stuff on their thief when appropriate, as you would, and you go back to dagger or whatever, as you would, same with ninja and using multiple weapons, especially in Odyssey, any job using multiple weapons. And they did really, really well in the parse, and you wouldn't think a thief would do that well, especially you don't think to throw nagling on thief right away. So same with Ninja here. That gives the job's potential some display and some prominence that no one thinks, I want a thief for my Odyssey run. They go, I want a samurai with shining one so I can beat things up. But yeah. same for Ninja, I guess. Yeah, it works off of the theory that I that I provided, especially in in all the mechanics episodes that mechanics trilogy we just did, um, where you're maximizing your party slot. Do you want your tank to be able to provide something more? And in a lot of cases, you you think, well, you know, the rune fencer is going to be able to provide more DPS. Not like a man. And um, well, right. Um, so it's be able to provide DPS and be able to provide like you know magic resistance and AOE. It's it's it, it helps your mages out. You go to a paladin because a paladin is going to be able to act like a white mage most of the time and just absorb damage like a boss. Um, and if you if you look at ninja, ninja adds everything that we've talked about while also still being a tank. So it maximizes the slot. It maximizes the slot. Yeah. It, it in in situations where it's nice to have multiple things happening in your tank slot, where like a rune played really well provides that, and a paladin per, played really well provides that. A ninja is almost always going to provide more than one thing without even having to go too far out of your way to do it. Um, you know, it's it's it feels really it feels weirdly a lot like paladin in that respect, to where a paladin is secondary is just being able to heal. Um, a ninja is going to be able to deal damage just fine, um, especially for a tank slot. If you really feel like nitpicking, comparing it that way, um, you're going to do damage a lot, a lot more damage than tanks will. So that's for that's for damn sure. Um, especially if you get the same buffs as your DDs, um, you have powerful and feebling effects. Um, you have the ability to just straight cheese fights too, uh, and all of this is is often discredited because. The, People just think it can't pull hate or do damage, but oftentimes in slot, you're doing that better than the other tanks. You just have to be more careful while you do it. And that's not saying ninja is better than other tanks, but just just the theory is is you're maximizing your slots better by providing what is effectively the enfeebler and crowd controller of the tank trio. No, that's pretty solid. You've sold me on it. The problem is finding, just like with Thief, finding a good person that plays that job because it's not... It's not the uh, sex, blood, and gore that everyone loves to watch. So 
but I mean, just like just like with your with your example of, of Melfina's Thief, like there are situations where the ninja is going to give the sex blood and gore. Um, this upcoming Mumble Jaw Ambuscade, um, ninja is an insane DD in it. Because and yeah, that's the time that everyone chill. tries to bring it out. Is just for Ambuscade yeah. is the problem. That's true. And yes, yeah, sorry, go on. Why is Ninja insane for Ambuscade? I'm sure someone hates me for always <laughs> cutting you off. Oh no, it's fine. Um, it, it, it's it's for the same reason it was last time it came around. Um, these things do like single target nukes, and you're often able to hit them with like 60k plus Savage Blades, and you just basically melt them because in the time it takes them to cast their spell, you've either killed the Mamul. Or if it's like an AOE that does, you know, it's crazy damage. Because as you kill more of these Mamuls and this one coming up with the mages, um, they actually do more damage. And Megawari just absorbs um, the, the fatal attack. And then you just reapply Megawari, reapply your shadows, engage the next one and call it a day and just keep moving through them. Let's see if we can disseminate it through the community that we need to have two Mambos on instead of two Minuets this month. And see if people can just evade the mob and Malignants or whatever and just TP it to death and not have to worry about it because the mob can't hit them. Let's see if we can make that happen That's... for Ambuscade. Because the moment that happens when SC finally cares, and everyone's just not getting touched in every Ambuscade to joke. That's an interesting point. And honestly, if you're using ninjas as DDs, uh, often you won't need the um, the minuets even, um, especially if you're using the old, um, you know, Fury Frailty, Chaos Roll, like yes. where people are just going all out on attack. Correct. Um, a ninja actually really benefits from Mambos in that situation. Yeah, because you're depending on if you have Dia weapon or I'm gonna say weapon defense down, but it's a weapon skill defense down or something. Maybe Blue Mage, uh, Beastmaster would be a great example too, because that 33% is huge. 33% along with what 20 something, 22 point something percent with Dia three, or am I in the wrong tier? With yeah, you're, light you're, shot. It's, it's around like 23 something. Yeah, I was talking with light shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that alone. With you know fury and before you even get frailty, you're 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 pretty much getting close to capping Pdiff with with chaos. That you know fifty ish percent. You need more than that, obviously, but you're already getting close. So the minuets, while they would get you there, if you just throw in fury or frailty, depending on the mob's defense, you're already there without minuets. So the minuets be a complete waste. The frailty and you're alone. doing you're doing this on a job that isn't going to get punched in the mouth when you. you you mess up and pull hate or something that that's if you even pull hate at all like remember from the beginning like if you're using Inan, Inan is a powerful enmity down like it gives you like negative i think it's like negative 30 i'd have to look at it but generally you'd have to have a bard providing those songs to you to get that sort of thing but uh it's it's just really strong on its own at that point too let's let's say you don't have a beastmaster there you should but you don't and let's take uh the weapon out so as long as you have frailty and the dia with a light shot if you had a dancer in there with box step or just applied the weapon defense and of that nature, you wouldn't need fury. You could use voidance. You can yeah. do indie voidance and, and hang around with you. Yeah. Well, a tomb, but in this case we're doing mambo. So, you know, having yeah. the voidance there could make the difference as well. You don't even need these attack buffs that everyone just throws on there. You can completely just waltz in there with the right <laughs> buffs, be it PDF cap without fury, without minuets and just, you know, dance on these mobs. Well, it goes back to the theme for Ninja, though. Like, if you're going to really effectively use Ninja, like, make sure you do your research. Make sure you actually need that Voidance. Like, yeah, it's stacking Mambos and Voidance is, like, super strong, but Soul Voice Mambos, like, let's just 
Super being hyperbuck, right? Soul Voice Wombos is still pretty insane. And, you know, being able to double down on any more magic evasion means that you just literally cannot be stopped. If people had the Salt Ramen too, even without Soul Voice, it's another, what, a hundred? Is it 100 evasion or is it like 60 evasion? It's either way, it's a big chunk of evasion. It's huge. Just, yeah, it's like I think it's like 100 evasion. Just that with Mambos alone could be enough in this instance. And it's also accuracy, which you, you're you generally going to want because you got to be able to hit the mob to, you know, actually do your damage. And it benefits things, ideas like the offhand Azura in the situation. Sure, you're hyper buffed. We have a lot of accuracy. Well, you still want to stack on accuracy because you're probably PDF capped anyway, and it's the most beneficial tool on top of having the evasion. So you really want to make sure that that all of these buffs and debuffs are, are all, specifically your buffs, they're all like synergistic with your build and your idea when you go to approach the content. And it's going to make things like the TB bonus offhand more viable, just like how, um, you know, Kraken clubs are, are what Rangers use in their offhand. You know, that same argument. If they have one. Yeah, if you have one. And I mean, Ranger does have higher native accuracy than Ninja does. But in the same token, accuracy caps at some point, and even even some hit rate is better than no hit rate when you have like this kind of potential when it comes to being able to put out this weapon skill, uh, this weapon skill damage. So with the blux, the blux, the blood, sex, and gore, because I'm combining blood and <laughs> sex, it's blux. Um, with the blux, it's it never ceases to amaze me that Kraken Club on Ranger becomes like this big, oh my god, guys, did you hear? And everyone, like, because a big thread blows up on Auction and everyone goes, yeah, I've been doing this forever. Where you guys been? Huh? But everyone just like pays this amazing attention to it. But if it wasn't for the fact that Evasion's breaking things and it was more of a finesse thing, this would seemingly just go completely unthought of to instead of stacking every non-useful attack buff in the game on yourself that you don't need to actually just go in there and use evasion or anything else it could be defense for all it matters i don't care but just you're not getting anything from the attacks situationally yeah, yeah just just monitor your buffs and make sure you're not just applying token solutions to things and jobs like this will pay dividends or you can go in and apply the token response to everything and get an ultra medium situation where jobs that are easier to pilot like dark knight are still going to do damage because they still have a, a great PDF ratio most of the time. And, you know, because you haven't paid attention, all of a sudden the ninja's going to look really lackluster, and that's because everything is wrong. Like, from a buffs and debuffs standpoint, um, even the ninja's approach to things, like, the lazier you get, the more this job will punish you for fucking up. It's kind of like when you do straight nines on Jinpu or Chi. Let's not use the Apex Crab because there's no magic defense. No, no. It has very low magic defense bonus. Always correcting myself before someone has to. Because we do get those comments and, right. and, and corrections from people. Um, yeah, like the straight nines, like that, that's, gonna, that's mostly a, a Dynamis Juno trick, honestly. But still, without the right buffs and stuff, we'll take Dynamis Juno. But it would, that's because it has an extra damage boost. But you can still do the normal statues in, what, Sandy or something? So uh, actually, I wouldn't even do that on on statues. On well, statues, if you have a buff blade eye, um, you can you can actually come close, if not one shot those stats, like a quartz air. But still, um, the matter of doing those nines and doing not those nines, and when people just run out there and just do a random jimpu and doing nothing, is all buff based, <laughs> and yes, that, that is, is a huge. It's a huge seesaw of not even necessarily seesaw is the best analogy. Or back to the bad analogies, Fox. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, knew yeah, you, you need a you need a consistent high base damage so you want to make sure your, your physical hits do as much as they can and you really have to stack in those multipliers uh for uh for magic attack bonus and then you'll just see your damage skyrocket it's pretty easy it's just you got to make sure you meet the, the 
the buffing yes. debuffing criteria. So the point was the difference between making it and not making it and closing sealing the deal and not, you know, closing the deal is you know, having those right buffs. And I think most of the time people don't know how to use buffs properly. And then it does make a job like Ninja look like shit compared to Dark Knight because Dark Knight's in a better position from the start. And if you had the right buffs, then Ninja quickly come any other job thief it could be. The Rudra Storm with attack buffs versus not makes Thief look like absolute garbage too, unless you have a lot of attack to take advantage of how strong Rudra's can be. Yeah, like if, if you stack it, it's it's gonna look somewhat impressive all the time. Like it could obviously be more impressive. But yeah, whenever you have to like uh free stab or anything like that, uh, or uh, free storm, free Rudra Storm. Um yeah, solo Rudras. You'll, you'll yeah, solo Rudras. Yeah, you'll um I always call it free stabbing because I use Mandalic stab a lot like an idiot. Free stab. Yeah, you're free stabbing. It's not uh, it's not stacked. I have such stupid terminology. I, I like free stuff. Yeah, you really notice PDF, especially on the on the on the light armor job. And honestly, core a lot of the time it gets the buffs it needs to be as impressive as it is with Nagling because it actively controls its own chaos control. If Surge actually listens to our podcast, I don't know if he does since he just joined the Discord. You could call it like free balling. Free balling. If you can remember the Metalocalypse episode with that one, which I'm sure he does. So um, let's yeah, unless you have some more to add here, and I also wanted to say the. Best thing about, even if you don't remember everything we say, because I fucking certainly don't, you do, <laughs> for, sure. for anyone who does listen to the podcast and just enjoys us for whatever reason, you do get a better sense of the game the more we talk about it and things do become more clear. And even if you don't play Ninja, it's important to understand how other jobs work or function with you or what they're capable of. or Because when you build groups... And you're doing this horrible divergence Juno, you need to kind of have an understanding of what you need to go in there and what jobs can do and what roles they can fulfill and who we you know kind of damage you need for certain types of mobs. All that's important. And the more that we had these talks and, and the more people listen to that, I think it helps build a better sense of how to approach the game, whether it's mechanics, strategy, uh, capabilities of jobs, anything otherwise. It's It's so much going on that it's just fun to gain a better understanding of the environment and the layout. Yeah, and just another way to do things, too. I mean, some people crave diversity. Uh, do. They don't want to do the same thing all the time. And some people are just totally content with um, super buffing their samurai and, and, you know, running the gambit on whether or not their bots will be able to keep it alive. I mean, that's another play style, too. I'm not here to really judge one or the other, but I want to make sure that people understand that there's not just one way to do things. And these jobs that are often forgotten, like Ninja, are actually just bright, shining gems that can be used in a lot of stuff that people just write it off for. See, we pick on the, or I pick especially on the path of least resistance. So when someone sees something like, uh, I'm having trouble with Odin VD, uh, Odin 2, obviously, what do I do? And then they see someone with a bunch of, shall we loosely call them bots? They are not full bots, but shall we loosely call them bots? going in and multi-step skill training and killing it dead, and they go, wow, that's so easy. I should be able to do that. And then... You, know, you can't. They, well, besides not making it work, because the, you need to have you know a lot of things to make that work. You can't just walk up and be the guy. But they kind of just want answers. If something took... If someone keeps losing, and they just want something to go better, or it just feels like a slog, and it's not enjoyable because it's slow, and they see this guy just stomping it with how great they are... And, you know, they go, oh, I just want to do that. You know, people just kind of want answers most of the time, I think, is what I'm getting at. And diversity yeah. is one thing, too, but answers is what they want. Yeah, and a lot of it's also risk assessment as well. Like, sure, that group can go in there and, and perform that, that that skill chain and just kill Odin dead, right? And just using Odin as a random-ass 
example because you brought it up, right? It's a good but, example um, too because you could yeah, die. There are lots of ways you can do it, and it's very easy to die if you screw up. Um, it's uh, it's ninja in a nutshell. But um, yeah, you can go in there and like multi-step him dead, but the moment you don't do that properly, he kills you. Yeah, I've been in runs and, before the red mage thing where I was tanking, and there's a samurai doing that. And yeah, in the video, it works every time because it's one take of a video, but it doesn't show you how many times it doesn't go right. And there's a, I would easily take a consistent win rate over anything like that. I hate that strategy with Samurai against so Odin. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you can look at like the Puppet Master plus Summoner one. Well, I mean, if I'm those Summoners have Nirvanas but no other gear, but well, if the Summoners have Nirvana but no other gear, you know, it's, it's either going to take forever to kill the mob or you're just not going to. I mean, the, sure, the uh, the Puppet Master, if they're good, they can basically keep bringing their puppet out if, if things die, you know, that, that sort of dance. Um, my favorite strat, though, is the Red Mage End Spell method, which you want a ninja for, for uh, because the ninja just stands there, takes no damage, um, never feeds in TP. I did it Red on Mage blue. just kill Odin. Yeah, you can do it on blue. You can do it on ninja, really. It's not just me. I've been even more ninja stuff. But, I mean, basically, it's, it's a strat where in, in every single one of these situations, you're relying on someone to do their job exceptionally well. In the case of the first example, it's the samurai or, whatever, or the monk or whoever's doing the multi-step. In the um, in the second example, there's a lot more points of failure because you not only need summoners that know what they're doing and know they don't need nirvanas. I use that as an example of bad summoners where they have a nirvana but no other gear. Um, That's typical. You, you have yeah, you 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 have summoners right, and they have to be able to do damage. And then you have a puppet master, and they also have to be able to do damage. So there's another point of failure there as well, uh, or there's a lot more points of failure there as well. And then there's uh, something that's really easy in autopilot where the points of failure are how good your red mages are. Because if you bring two red mages and ninja and enough support to make sure they're um, they're capping attack and magic accuracy, uh, those two those two red mages can kill Odin before he becomes unsilenced. Like you you can you can literally kill him in like four minutes, and it's not as fast as uh, the monk method, and sometimes it's not samurai. as fast as the summoner method, depending or or samurai, yeah. Um, but it's still just as safe. It's just again, you have to make sure that everyone's geared for what. No, the, the point was the same one's not safe. Sure it's kill or be killed, and if things don't go correctly, as they may yeah. not, and they don't, and uh, you're just gonna die. And at least with the summoner one, there's points of failure, but there's recourse. You can you can salvage that if someone dies, it's not over. You know, it's, it's there's recovering, or there's just you're, there's less danger. Even there's points of failure, yeah. but they're in less danger. And then yeah, exactly. the red match one's very safe. Yeah, that that's that's that's. The, the threat assessment thing, it, it's, it's the danger evaluation that I was going to bring up on that. To each of these people doing the strat, if you've never done the other strat, that one strat is going to feel really safe because you feel like you crush it like 90% of the time, right? Or 99% of the time. You know, I failed on the Red Mage method. I failed on the Puppet Master and Summoner method. I failed at the, uh, the, the Hyper Buff DD method. Like, I've done all three of these. Uh, to me, the highest win rate is the Red Mage one. But if you don't have access to super solid Red Mages who can do, do this, then it does you no good to know this strat. So, I mean, some of it's risk assessment. Uh, some of it is um, just what do you have actual access to? And then some of it is just, I don't know, luck? <laughs> well, yeah, kill or be killed. And I wouldn't say it does right. you no good to know the strat. It's good to know things. But it would do you no good because you can't do it in that sense. Yeah, but, but cater it towards what your group can accomplish. Because a new person watching that that solo DD strat where you just kill it with a skill chain, that could look cool that one time. But it may not be within their pool of resources, or their even their friends' pool of resources, or, or their group's pool of resources to accomplish. So having exposure to all of these things, just like knowing that ninjas a tank, the same way a rune fencer can be a tank and a paladin can be a tank, like knowing all of the ability to to put these strats together and knowing what they can do opens up your group's ability to conquer more things, given that that's part of their arsenal. 
And yeah, a farming run is more than one run too, so. So anyway, this is running a bit long, I think. So let's get to the magic part of Ninja. Woo! Yeah, sure. Um, Ninja does great magic damage situationally. It bursts really well. Unfortunately, it's locked behind Fute. Fute is a job ability that expends two ninja tools and makes your uh, your ninjutsu really, really strong. Um, What's the recast on Fute? It's like three minutes. So it's like a better but worse burst affinity. Yeah, it's just like a weird burst affinity, yeah. And that's kind of how you treat it. I mean, you can always magic burst, and the damage is okay. Um, one thing I see ninjas do wrong that uh, Logical actually got really right in his video on magic damage on ninja is they tend to use a lot of magic attack bonus where int actually weighs a lot heavier because they have really low base damage. Um, so like int and magic damage plus is actually preferable to magic attack bonus most of the time. Let your outside buffs be your magic attack bonus. Um, also, all of your nukes come with an unresistible um special defense down i put magic evasion in here but that's not really quite true it works i think it works similar to how rake works in that oh that'd be uh, crazy less effective yes um, that that used to be tested because that could be that could be dangerously good yes um i forget what the exact percentage is on it i want to say 25 percent, but i also think i'm wrong um but it it provides a pretty substantial um it wouldn't be a special defense down effect no it wouldn't be a percentage it's it's like an amount um, I think of things oh, in percentage okay. because of ratios. So, okay, so here's the difference. The first thing I think of, so you're saying the same thing, but yeah. I'm taking it a different way. The first thing I yeah. think of when you say rake is the STT tier of the mob changing. So instead of being a 50% resist to dark, it's going up to like 85%, and it's not being a constant yeah. resist. You're talking about it takes an extra STT uh, special damage you know, bonus here of like similar to killer effects or something we're taking extra special damage to that element, not that it's changing the resistance value of the mob. Because I first immediately assumed, when I said it's dangerous, I'd be like, if you could stack that... I, I didn't remember exactly what it did, I just thought it like took extra damage. Oh, I don't know if you can actually stack it. I've never actually tried to stack uh, the effect of this with break. I thought you were talking about. Yeah, so it says it lowers the resistance of the mob against the opposite element there. Uh, I'm reading the game description. But there's no... Because if it changes the yeah. resistance value of a mob, it's very easy to test, I guess, if you go and do a skill chain against something with it on. How long does it last? Let's see the um, jitsu page. It lasts a pretty good amount of time. You don't ever get to see it wear, but it, it doesn't get resisted. Like, it, it will land 100% if you hit them, even if you hit them for zero. So, I forget. There, There is a place, though, where they had tested the effects on it. And I don't remember where it is now. Maybe I'll have to improve the ninja page on this. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the ninja page of this. It's super old. Yeah. Well, people don't spend much time paying attention to ninja. And this is actually a really important part of ninja. Like, this is like, um, it might behave like Threnities, but I want to say it acts more like Rake. Dude, put it this way. The ninjutsu page for the category ninjutsu, which is what you need to look at, is so bad that the way the tape, I'm going to have to fix this really pronto because the way it's set up is the table is taking up 75% of the page and there's like this little itty bitty like laundry tag in the back of your shirt scrolling down the entire it's like three two three words to a line here constantly and it's a little bitty box here of all the information I'm trying to read it says uh god SDT targets but okay it's just the damage equation here for yeah doing it's just that. the damage equation so it doesn't actually add the information on. Of course, it's on a BG. It's never there. BG sucks. Well, it, it's it was here somewhere. I, I I just have to find it again. Maybe it's under the knee spells. When we were fighting Ango with Abject, did he use the right ninjutsu before using his weapon skill? 
Uh, no. Mm. He was also spamming Death Blossom, and he should have been spamming... Uh, no, I'm talking about when he was on Ninja just trying to do Chi, which didn't do enough damage oh. for Ango, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He, he, he wasn't. Maybe we could try that. Uh, so, yeah, so, to those still listening to us, um, <laughs> we tried an Ongo where we, we tried Blade Chi spam um, as the Earth damage, and it was actually somewhat effective but it just didn't put out the damage that, that we needed. Like there, there were times it, it spiked as high as like 15 K, which is important to know because you can spam this weapon skill. And if you can constantly get the damage about that high, it can actually be better over time than nuking. Cause you're not like at the mercy of magic bursts and stuff. So we should actually try a situation. Um, if our upcoming red mage method doesn't work, where we try to have them um, use the ninjutsu to lower the, the earth resistance um, as well. When we did, but yeah, that, that's often forgotten about. The ninja can do it. I was gonna say, Gambit and Rake were already on, so I think Ongo's got something else going on with the damage mechanic. Well, yeah, I mean, it has its window, right? But you also want to make sure that that you can lower its, uh, that that you can basically maximize your your resist rates and stuff for the, yeah. the damage. And this this would definitely help. Um, but it would be nice to know if uh, you know Rayton would actually stack with. Um, with Earthrake. If it works the same way or if it's just extra damage or something. Or if it's like Threnody. If it's like Threnody, then it's... Then it's still beneficial. It's beneficial, but it's not as dramatically... You know, that'd be awesome as it is with Rake. Because Rake changes resistance values. It, it's not the same as Threnody. Yeah. Um, I know that it, it, it feels very substantial when it works, though. Um, and it's a huge benefit to like using the wheel. But a lot of times it's not used in conjunction with other things. So, oh, we got to um, explain the wheel for two seconds. That's old school. Yeah, so I mean, every element, uh, basically that element's weakness um, that you cast in, in, in the, what's called the ninjutsu wheel. So like Rayton is thunder, um, uh, Hyotan is, uh, is ice, etc. Um, whatever that element's weakness is, is uh, after this nuke goes off, is, is, re is reduced on the enemy. And that's actually what we're talking about, that, that it, it weakens the, um, the, the resistance values on the mob by whatever its opposite element is. So if you cast Hayotan uh, San, for example, and you do ice damage, you would then want to follow it up with Katon San, which is fire damage, which would then in turn reduce it, um, the water resistance. So then you'd use Sweetan San, and you'd just keep going around in a circle. But what we're talking about is just using a straight unresistible debuff towards being able to apply it to a fight like Ongo, where you want your Black Mage to do as much damage as possible. Or like if you want to do weird stuff like Blade Chi, or... Um, or even a red mage, you know, using end stone, uh, you can actually help with the, the resist rate and the, and the, and the damage um, overall, like applying the spell over and over again, like a debuff. So, and what's what's cool though is because it's also not also because it's not a stone spell reducing stone because it's a different element. You're actually not getting in the way of the resist wall at all either. So, Fox, it's like a circle. You know, there's no start, there's no beginning. It's it's like ninjas love. It's like a circle. <laughs> God. I think we're about done. <laughs> yes, we're getting there. We're almost there. But yeah, magic damage, it could be better on ninja. It's super situational. You'll get like a burst in and feel like a man. But otherwise, <laughs> man. You're 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 better you're better making sure you're maximizing the weapon skills because you have access to like all the elements and you get a lot of magic attack uh gear and just make sure that if you're using a hybrid, you know how hybrids are, are used and then if you're using a magic weapon skill that you temper your expectations on stuff that's resistant to magic otherwise make sure your buffs are appropriate and you'll probably hit it pretty well you know in terms of how threnody is seen is so important it'd be great if there was testing on ninjutsu or if essie would just tell us uh because threnody being on something like mabose can make the difference between landing defense down when we saw it with rightful roar 
when we were first yeah. testing if it would work. When when Threnody wasn't on, it was pretty pretty not happening. It, it, it could happen still. It just was difficult. Uh, and when Threnody went on, it was much much more manageable. So, given how important that can be for something like that against enemies and and, and certain things that would resist that, uh, ninjutsu being the other option there that it's never utilized or explored. So, say our our red mage is having trouble landing something or something. Yeah. Even, you know, just a basic thing like, I don't know, paralyze. I, I, I don't think Ninja has one that resists, removes darkness. Hutan. Okay. Hutan for distract. I was going to say, uh, yeah. There is nothing for darkness. I wish there was light and dark so that you could uh, you could use the light one to reduce uh, the, the frazzle resistance. Yeah, so my someone. first thing was frazzle was my thought. That would be awesome. But a lot of times distract gets resisted pretty heavily too because there's yeah. a lot of ice resistance enemies. And Hutan actually helps you land that. Silence against so, water of courage without stymie. <laughs> but no, yeah, those are important things with how much Threnody could be utilized if you have a ninja and you want to land defense down against Mabos or something from a blue mage casting and you don't have a Beastmaster and you don't have a weapon skill because mm-hmm. ninja's not using its great katana for some reason. Then, yes, you could <laughs> certainly... But no, it, it's important because there are times you want to land shit and no one uses the ninjutsu yeah. like that and it's an important part of the job that helps support other people helping it. Honestly, I very rarely use the ninjutsu like that as well. Um, usually it's like an ambuscade thing if I'm, I'm going to do it. And it's usually, again, if there's like a, a newer red mage or something. Um, with the red mages I usually have access to, they can usually land stuff. Like most of the time it's abject. And he's re- actually pretty good at landing shit because he's got a legit red mage. And um, I don't normally have to open it up for that. But if, if like your group has a red mage in it and let's say they're you're trying out like a new tier of ambuscade that you know your group wasn't previously familiar with, um, your ninja can help that red mage land spells if maybe they were a little, if if they had a little bit of trouble doing that. You know, yeah. it's just extra stuff you can add by knowing. I'm gonna say that ninjutsu doesn't work like rake and changing the resistance values because we would know by now very very easily <laughs> that. Think so? Well, think about it. A dark skill chain, if it did more than the weapon skill previous to it, we would know there's some sort of um, weakness to the element. We would know that the resistance tier has been changed. People would know. And it'd be something everyone circulates, keep ninjutsu on, or the element you're trying to do skill chain damage to, because it would make it do more damage, because it's made the mob more susceptible and a resistance trait value. From 100% to like 130% on fire or something with your light skill chain. Then, yeah, it would be very well, very apparent. It'd be very, you would be able to see it. After we get done here, I can actually just find out right away. Like, cause all, all you have to do is spam the elemental wheel and you'll know. I'm going to say by now we would know if that's the case. So it's probably just works like throwing your damage is generally higher if you do it in the in the elemental wheel, so that's just that's that's the side of the argument that I, that I'm working with is hmm. to why I think it's that way, because your your damage is higher if you do it in in, in wheel order, um, but it's still worth testing. Like I I could be very wrong. I could also be getting resisted. Like there's a lot of things that that could be wrong with that, but it's something that should be on people's radar because it's unresistible and people should really pay attention to unresistible effects. So even if it is just an unresistible version of a Threnody, even if it's a lower power one, it can still, just like how a Red Mage stacks uh, Frazzle 2 to make Frazzle 3, it's still something that if your ninja is conscious about it and they can see this going on, they can still aid the effort by making sure that these debuffs are on. Because again, it's unresistible. Like You might as well throw it out there. It's basically free. Say you don't have a, a Red Mage, or say you're with a White Mage sub Red Mage and they're having trouble landing, Ugh. distract. It still could help them too. Not, not every situation is a red mage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just jumped to red mage immediately. Well, yeah, everyone does. But yeah, I mean, it'll help your scholar land it, help your geo land it, help your white mage land it. Um, it'll help your 
your samurai who's like trying to land Agaha, let's say for, for whatever reason they get resisted, right? You can lower wind resistance and call it a day. Well, that's what I was doing They'll with blue, but you, you wouldn't know it resisted because it doesn't give you a message for the weapon skill. No, but it, every every little bit helps. And because you know this is guaranteed to land, at least you did your part to do as much as possible to make sure it was landing. If like for whatever reason, um, you noticed your damage didn't go up, you know, after after using a 25% defense down. Yeah, I guess you could just open just the fight to, that way, too. If you know it's going to be put on right away, it would not hurt to pull the mob that way. Yeah, or just pay attention to what the people around you are doing. Um, your casts are very fast. So if you know, like, roughly how your mage's debuff cycle goes, you know what order they tend to like to do their debuffs in, um, you can actually preempt that by just paying attention to your party and knowing which one of these to cast to help. Hey, go back to the Habaku Stone. That wouldn't be the worst thing for yourself if you're spamming Habaku Stone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, drop a sweet on it and basically just nuke with water and keep stunning. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any situation, so we can get off the topic of how I, I absolutely <laughs> love lowering resistance with ninjutsu is there any situation in which spamming ninjutsu to do damage or just you're not going to nuke a statue in dynam divergence or something of course right so is there any situation in which you'd want to use ninjutsu to do something in this game that stands out well if your futes up <laughs> you can absolutely nuke a dynamic statue absolutely but a lot of times you don't need to wait for that because instead you're going to use blade eye and just kill it that way because it's it's dark based, and you're gonna gear it like lead and salute anyway. Because you basically wear all the lead and salute gear. How good are your magic bursts then on ninja? Um, I oh, I mean, I can just say I've capped damage because I have. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, is it is it a DPS gain? Say you're multi-stepping your skill chain no. here. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're by yourself and you're multi-stepping, and like let's say you're in a situation where the mob isn't super resistant to magic, like it takes like some damage. Let's say um, Fute's down. Your weapon skills are. Yeah, and Fute's down, right? <laughs> and let's say you're like stuck doing like Blade Shun because that's your best situation. You're using trusts. A lot of times, throwing in a magic burst on a mob that isn't going to be resistant to your magic is going to be a DPS increase because it casts so quickly. Can you double burst it? I mean, you're going to hit the resist wall. Yes. Well, it's also, well, no, if you're doing uh, a light or something, you can use multiple elements. Yeah, you you will actually be able to burst. You can actually triple burst on uh, on ninja pretty reliably it's just it's not going to be as strong as a weapon skill generally so it, it depends on your buffs really okay. but yeah if you if you make light if you go shun shun light and you throw down like triple burst yeah your your damage is probably going to be more with that triple burst assuming the, the mob is living in a, a magical land where it takes like the right kind of damage from all three of those elements because most of the time, it's, a mob is only going to be like weak to one or two elements. That's why I so said the resist be, wall. Yeah. Well, not even just the resist wall, just like the mob being resistant to the element to begin with. Like, you're not going to do Katon uh, San Niichi. You're going to do uh, Katon, uh, Hutan, and Rayton San. You're going to burst all three light, al light align. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you're not hitting the resist wall in that situation because you're not using the same element. Well, yeah, I know that's why I said you could do multiple. I was just thinking that a lot of mobs are particular to one element. So, like, if you're doing Kist or yeah. something. Yeah, like, well, Kist, I mean, you can, if you're talking about just like abusing, or not abusing, but doing its mechanic where you're trying to remove the element, you can do that with uh, sub dance, sub rune. Yeah, yeah, you can do it with almost any element. But yeah, it, there, it's going to be situationally worth it to do that. You just want to pay attention to how much damage the mob is taking and just throw it out there and give it a try. Like if you're, if your magic gets resisted hardcore because you don't 
have like the buffs or the gear to do it, then just fall back on doing regular weapon skills because maybe your 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 magic gear isn't there yet, or maybe the mod just wasn't gonna take that damage to begin with. It do just you, depends. Is there magic burst gear besides Herculean for magic burst bonus? Or is it just JSE? Um you get some on the feet, although uh your feet should actually be the the Mokazuki or the the relic feet. Because they get a um, an extra multiplier that acts like affinity does um, towards your magic bursts. So for people to understand affinity, it's the reason that like corsairs will wear a pixie hairpin plus one and like an archon ring. They give like specific dark magic attack bonus because there's a multiplier that's added on the end of the damage, and that's true for the ninja merit category as well for for ninjutsu magic attack bonus. It's actually a separate multiplier like affinity is. And then the feet enhance it further. Because there's the locust ring as well for five percent. I'm just wondering if yeah. you carry the magic burst bonus gear because you're fox and carry everything. Yes. And yes, I was I just thinking, if, you know, even if you have that, if it makes, I don't know what the damage does on the ninjutsu nuke at all. So it does quite a bit um, on content where where I could be magic bursting. Um, I've had situations where it's it's pretty common to hit like sixty k plus magic bursts, fifty sixty k. On stuff where you know you're absolutely buffed out, um, it's not unreasonable to hit cap damage. So, say you're fighting Wave 3 and they already have Malaysia laying down oh. as a Corsair. Um, in Wave 3, you're probably going to get resisted, honestly. So that's the problem. So, yeah, I mean, not not super hard, though. Like, I could see realistically, I can't remember the last time I actually did that because I was too busy um, either spamming Blade Chi or just spamming Savage Blade. But, um, depending on the, the buff state. But, uh, I could see probably hitting around like 40k magic bursts, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that number is coming to mind. Uh, that one's probably just coming out of my ass, so I wouldn't actually listen to me. Well, oh, just one. the fact that I was just—I'm not looking for a specific number. Just like if it's if it's high enough, 40k is nice of an idea to just throw out there. I mean, there's no context. It was just saying 40k doesn't mean much. You, but... you, you need you need food to pay for that, though. I mean, otherwise you're probably going to hit like 15k, 20k on those like best case scenario. Probably more realistic for most ninjas to hit about 8k, and then it also depends on whether or not. Uh, you're you're using in and you're behind the mod because that that positioning actually matters for skill chain damage and magic burst damage as well. So let's pivot off that since I'm you know constantly asking ninja <laughs> questions this time. Okay, say you're not casting ninjutsu because it's not worth it. It's not a damage boost. Ninjas never cast it because it's out there spamming weapon skills. Should they be absolutely using fute before they start a skill chain sequence to then magic burst every three minutes? And that the fact that they're not means they're bad ninjas. No. Okay, so Fute isn't like once it's up, you have to use it to magic because, burst. Yeah, not at all. Because uh, you're going to run into situations where your magic damage isn't actually that great, and you'd be lowering DPS. Well, yeah, uh, just if you the, did shit damage, you see not to do that. Be, yeah. So, I mean, you're it's, it's not free in the sense that you should always use it, but it is free in the sense that if your magic damage is going to be good to begin with, you might as well put that burst out there. But bursts aren't always good, as we know. Even with black mages and scholars and stuff. <laughs> Summoners. Yeah. As we know. As you do. So. But yeah, situational just gauge shit. That's really that's really the moral of the story for this entire episode is just pay attention. Did we cover everything then? I mean we, we covered everything that I could really cover. I mean, there's not a whole lot of other things going on. Like I said, I can make my own episode around tanking, but I <sighs> I, I'd just be beating the horse into the ground. Like, either people are going to listen to me about Ninja and learn for themselves how it works, or they're not. Um, all I can do is just, like, show you where the pond you can drink from is, I suppose. I don't know. Flint, but Michigan? Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like we're done for this one, though. That's for sure. No, I, I agree. Yeah.
it's it's running long anyway it's over so that was fun and <laughs> job episode <laughs> job episode running over no way so i think our podcast keep getting longer and longer i don't know let's ask funk i think he has a graph <laughs> he should have a graph uh, I thought to myself, you know, it's fine if we talk about a bit in the start of this because there's, you know, it's not a huge thing. We're going to cover Ninja. It'll be it. And then lo and behold, little did I know, it was a matter of, wow, there's a lot going on with Ninja. I didn't know about Like, I knew there's yeah. weapons and I, was, I didn't know it was going to be so in depth with every weapon. It's like, wow, I think there's a lot of unlike situations. A lot of jobs, every weapon, every weapon really matters. It really does. Um, and having access to all of them these things matters you may use them a low percentage of the time but if you use everything a low percentage of the time you're basically still using everything so um but yeah i mean any in any episode where, where you have to have me explain something especially something that's like not really known to a lot of people we can just assume that i'm gonna have like everything in the world to say about it and i'm gonna drone on about it forever and the next episode scholar oh god <laughs> right so send us an email at wtfinfonadeal at gmail.com or bother me on the BG forums. There were a couple posts in like my not not the podcast thread, but the uh someone like thanked me for updating thief sets or something, you know, stuff like that. Dragoon might have a question or something like that. So those are nice. But otherwise, there I am. Or you could come on Reddit, make an account, and now we have one post defending your cult of personality and tell me that I follow people to websites I'm already on, not, you know, minding my own business on a website that I didn't make a topic for. Otherwise, you could find me on Reddit. So that, or join the Discord. That's nice. Our link shell is kind of quiet. There's, it's, it's got a full list all the time. I would like if there were more people in it and there was more talking going on. But a lot of the talking, even people in the link shell, goes on in the Discord. So... I'm guilty of that too. I'll be talking in the Discord to people in the game, even though I'm on the game with the yeah. link shell. So, all same here. I mean, sometimes like, I, assume I see people saying I have link shell. Well, well, sometimes I'm I'm sort of AFK. Like I always have the game up on this monitor. I'm just I'm just AFK somewhere, and then I do any other work I'm doing in the background, either on my my other monitors or my laptop. And because the game's always on, like sometimes I'll look down and I'll see. Like 20 minutes ago, someone said hi in LS, and I'm like, well, that doesn't mean be good now. Yeah, so. that's what happens to me too. And I'll be like eating or something, I'll have the phone to see something, and I miss that in game. So it kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah, join the Discord. Yeah. Um, uh, cool place, great conversations go on. Please offer suggestions and feedback because I'm sure we'll get feedback in the YouTube, but in the YouTube, I, I sound like an old man. The YouTube. I'm grumpy like one, two, five. I believe it. The, the interwebs. It's a series of tubes. God, I'm getting yeah. I'm getting old. Uh, hopefully, I die soon then. Um, yeah, please offer suggestions and feedback. I mean, if I made a mistake, you can always point it out. But I'd much rather you offer feedback. Funk offers good feedback, and everyone the feedback in the Discord is where people post it a lot of the time because there is a feedback channel on there. But just send feedback, suggestions. I mean, people mostly when they offer suggestions are asking for jobs to be covered. I think we had Dark Knight was your recent one, Fox, and then I think oh, that was God, yeah. yeah. It'll happen eventually. Uh, or if you want to come on, I don't think we've extended this one before as much or at all. If you want to come on because you know enough about the job, expert's a very loose term around here because, as you see, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come on uh, and talk about it, of course, you have to go through the Fox phone interview. 
before you get to oh, put on your business suit and no pants on the there's no video interview. But, you know, if you want to come on and, and you feel that it would be something to talk about something, uh, you could select a topic or whatever. I mean, we have plenty of topics. We've never had to, you know, we, we even don't need a topic. We can talk about whatever. But if you want to come on and, and talk about something or even just to plug your webcomic and talk about something that's of value. I keep picking webcomic because it's Eric's thing and I like it. I want to see it. But that's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. You may not have a webcomic. But as long as it's not an Etsy store, you're fine to come on and, and say something. Just send some, send an email or a Discord or whatever the fuck, and we'll make that happen. Yeah, definitely. Man, I fucking hurt my voice this episode. I talk way too much. That's because you only had uh, about 25% of a Dr. Pepper from McDonald's. Was that it? Yeah, and this uh, glass of, uh, of fridge water double filtered. Ice cold. Ice cold. Or at least it was. It was at the start of this uh, of this production. Fox, what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. Oh, man. And with that, we are done. Uh, thanks, guys.